Is it ringing? It's ringing. Oh, oh, we got someone. Okay. Hello. Hello. Is this Wesley Snipes? What do you want? Hey, Wesley. I was thinking about adding some cream to my coffee, but the doctor says I'm lactose intolerant. So how do you think I should take it? Always bet on black. Let me talk to him. Let me talk to him. Okay. Hey, Wesley. I was looking to do some shopping before the holidays. Which Friday has the best savings? Always bet on black. I was thinking about changing my hair to blonde or like going like really, really red. Like, what do you think? Always bet on black. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. That's you good know? advice, because you're a winter. So, winter. I think we got disconnected. I think he's like on a plane or something. Oh, this time like a bad provider. I'm calling back. He was like that for a while and it's like dropping calls like all the time. Hello? I think we got disconnected. Who's your provider? Cause you keep getting cut off. Plan not working out the way you want it, asshole. That's not necessary. We just wanted to ask you some questions because like mean. you're famous and we don't know about stuff. You're like a fashion icon. Anyways, if I was in outer space, what type of hole could collapse a planet in on itself? Okay, take two. We got a countdown going here. We're into our episode uh, that we've already recorded a good 10 minutes of again. Yeah. It's the second week in a row. We've, yeah. uh, we've re recorded a big, long uh, uh, chunk of audio, and then ooh. things messed up on the uh, tech end, and then we had to pretend like uh, it didn't happen, and then <laughs> we talk about all the same dumb shit again. Well, Is that what's happening here? What do we have? Let's recreate it. Christmas time <laughs> is here. Some long talks about what we've been doing over the holiday uh, season. Not good for me. Not good, good for, you. for you. Good for me. I've been yeah. reading books by fireplaces yeah. and eating stinky cheese at Christmas markets. Oh. You've just been just burning the candle at both ends, just dealing with just problems. It's better Burnt to turkeys. Burn out than to fade away. That's what in-laws probably. Me. You but probably I'm, have in-laws. I've seen I'm holiday movies. The other way. I know what happens in all of them. It's just uh, it's best to burn out. It's better to fade away. I think. If, Wouldn't you rather just like fade away? The slow fade. Just like uh, well, I don't know. I guess that's what I've been doing anyways. Yeah. Do you really have a choice? Yeah. I don't know. With yeah. my with my personality, am I gonna burn out? I'm not a I'm not a burnout person. No, I got a little of that I'll in me. Back I guess. Take it easy. I'm too I'm too fond of uh, I'm a, I'm a, leather yeah. chairs. Just sitting in leather chairs. There it goes again. I'm recreating that opening. How? Yeah. You could, you're just I'm gonna. gonna that I'm gonna leave that yeah, on the ground. Stop I'm putting gonna, that I'm leave back that up on the, on the broken chair and then go knocking up. the broken thing off. It's gonna go over up there again, later. Yeah. I guess it's, it's it's an ongoing bit. I guess yeah. we love our ongoing bits. You break in the chair. Do I need to? Again. Do I need to throw it maybe, to the name of the show? We're doing the whole intro. Don't here? fix it, and yeah. then it could be like our yeah. uh, our our broken doorbell ongoing gag yeah. thing that uh, we could we could work through the next six or seven months of this podcast. Like in the hit show Modern Family, when Phil always goes up the stairs and slips on that one step. And that was great. That's goes, everybody's favorite. I gotta favorite fix bit. that step. That's everybody's favorite bit from that show oh. and not watching the youngest daughter's boobs grow huge over the years. That's 
Hey. In all fairness, the only one who's been watching it for Haley hours. had nice boobs too. You know. Nobody's saying anything bad so about did Sophia Vergara. That chick from. Oh. Oh, is she a busty Happy. woman? Didn't notice. Yeah, she is. Turns out. Huh. I'll have to check that out. That That's girl. I'm going to bing. That girl from Happy Gilmore. Um, she's not that chest. Oh, yeah. Uh, the blonde mom. Yeah, from uh, she fucking. Plays uh, she's in Hoobie Halloween. A really great, just blonde mom. She's she always really got that is. blonde mom haircut. Yeah. She did all the way back in the mid 90s when she was in Happy Gilmore, and she's just updated it to whatever yeah. the current blonde mom haircut is yeah. so that she could always just get those sweet roles playing blonde moms. Gotta love really the blonde moms. Really carved a niche for herself right there. If there's one thing we love, it's blonde moms and snow angels because it's That's right. baby oil and blow. All over, over again. again. Oh, man. Uh, Let me make sure. Yeah. Okay. We're at three minutes and 17 seconds. It's still recording. Well, I'll tell still you my going. name. This one still counts. I am Matt O. As well. go, on, go on through it. With me, as always, you're still going to be the Vin Diesel to my Pablo because I still think it's funny. <laughs> yeah, it's going gonna, it's gonna to. Still funny to me. Even more contextless than it was the first time. Yeah. It's good stuff. We're just reading about our guy Vin Diesel. Oh, Seems you're like Nate. He's Adams. having sad times on the Instagram. Ahoy, yeah. hoy, everybody! Yeah. It's the uh, it's the it's the season for sad times. Right. It's the holiday season when people have mental breakdowns right and left. Mm-hmm. You're bound to know somebody who's having one right now if you're not having one yourself. It's deep in the midst. It's a thing that happens. Mm-hmm. We here at mm-hmm. Baby Oil and Blow have decided. Oh, uh, what the hell? Let's uh, let's talk about action movies. Distract yeah. ourselves from it's everything going on. Doing. We don't need to wallow around in all this Christmas no, shit. That's not. We'll us. just do something vaguely attached to right. the holiday right here. Vaguely yeah. attached. We're gonna do Die Hard December. In case you didn't hear, that's right. You listen to last week's episode. Was, you should have. It was a banger, man. It was. Go back. Also, there's there's some continuity going here. Yeah. You're not going to understand all the ongoing plot threads we, we've got weaved we, through this podcast. We talked about if you the you don't uh, do it in the right order. Talking about the Fod Gather. Yeah, that's right. It's, yeah. uh, it's a long one. It's a little long yeah. in the tooth, that one. Yeah, huh? we're going to get through this one a lot quicker. A lot quicker. This one, our first Christmas miracle. First movie in Die Hard December, the month long event where we're talking about Die Hard ripoffs. Leading up to uh, maybe uh, finally addressing the white elephant in the room, that the the greatest Die Hard movie of all time. We'll, we'll see. We'll yeah. see. We'll see what that is. Hey, stay tuned. Let's get into the the rundown you here, uh, young folks. That's a tease. That's a little tease, is what they call it in the industry. The rundown this week is brought to us the by. Get this. Uh, you're, you're, this this is gonna blow you away, Matt. I'm it's gonna blow you away. What I prepared. Bated breath, sir. Brought to you by Barnes Law LLP and tax what? attorney Robert Barnes. Is that is, no wait, the is website? That, the website is that the Robert Barnes who I think here. it is. The website says Wesley Snipes was facing 16 years in prison and 40 million in fines when the IRS unfairly prosecuted him for tax evasion and tax fraud in what the New York Times called "quote unquote" the most significant tax trial in two decades. Hired only three weeks before Snipes' tax evasion trial began, Wesley Snipes' attorney Robert Barnes engineered a quote-unquote stunning legal defense, leading to Wesley Snipes' full acquittal on all tax evasion and tax fraud charges. The website goes on to implore you. This is your for you. This, this is a little holiday treat for you, a little oh, present. Wow. We're going to let you know. Huh. Wesley Snipes' attorney Robert Barnes exclusively represents a limited number of clients. Ooh. Ooh limited. Exclusive. exclusive. On tax law cases in order to provide the best possible outcomes. 
If you need help or expert advice, please contact him immediately. And their little tagline is, your future, your freedom, your call. Give Robert Barnes a call at 213-330-3341. Do you want the man who got Wesley Snipes out of jail to also get you out of trouble for not paying the government their fair share of your wages? That's 213-330-3341. Robert Barnes. Also accepting deadbeat dads. Oh, yeah. Somebody's got to represent those guys. You know he is. Uh... I'm only behind like a couple grand on my child support, this bitch. I got fired from my job teaching auto shop part-time. Uh, Things are tight. Uh, that's fucked up. I mean, his own kid went there to that high school. I've, they shouldn't have fired him. We should have done a walkout oh, or something and supported that guy. Uh, did anybody care? <sighs> yeah, I think thinking back about it, we, we could have came together in the spirit of uh, <sighs> so Christmas much, and helped so that guy out. Robert Barnes is going to help him out, though. So Bobby Barnes, y'all. The rundown this week is of the 1992 film Passenger 57, a.k.a. Die Hard on a Plane. <laughs> little bit of a, a theme we got going here. A Die Hard on a something month is what we're yeah. going to be doing. Catch up with what's going on here. This is a die film. Die Hard in the morning. Brief. Die Hard in the evening. Beautifully brief. Just a, in and out. Just time. a quick, not overstaying its welcome. 84 minutes. Die Hard on a baby. This is a film with a very modest, Matt. Hard in it. A modest budget. What's up, though? And it shows on the screen of $15 million. $15 That's million? That's 1992 money. So that's Maybe probably, not as bad as it sounds. It's probably like, what, 65 by today's <laughs> it's standards? It's a lot. It's gross of this film. Oh, $66 million in 1992 dollars. That's so like 122 like, Get million. four times its money back four or something? Times. That's, yeah, that's a math. big hit right here for good math. Wesley Snipes. Brand new action star Wesley Snipes in 1992. Mm-hmm. Rotten Tomatoes only has this thing at 24%, as it oh, turns out. Not a critical no. darling. However, CinemaScore, yeah. the users the give it a B. Give it a strong B rating. Why give this it a one's B for the working man? Hey, give it a B. The movie for the working man out there. Everybody's working for the passenger fifty-seven. Everybody's working to take the... a plane trip. Yeah, that'd have been a cool yeah. way to start this movie. They are. Uh, we should email the director of the film and let him know. Kevin Hooks. Yeah, this guy. Has he was been, in uh, uh, Hooks with Peter Pan. Constantly, he's not in oh, Peter Pan, unfortunately. Okay. But right. he has been a constantly working TV director oh. for decades. I think he's done some Modern Families. TV? This is a movie, though. Uh, but he's also done a, f- a few movies, Matt. He's oh, got okay. some, some experience on the big screen as well. Worried. He did a Patrick Swayze trucker movie, Black Dog, as a matter of fact. Oh, Black Dog. Oh, you think maybe, oh, That's he only one. does trucker movies? This guy's one note. That. Oh, then how do you explain him doing Tommy Davidson black comedy strictly business? That is a... It's an urban comedy. Yeah. It's it's aimed at an urban demographic, Matt. Sure. And they love that shit. Just just watch Booty Call. Also, he did a movie I vaguely remember watching on uh, VHS called Fled, where Lawrence Fishburne and Stephen Baldwin are two escaped cons who are chained together. Oh, yeah. Vaguely remember watching that one. That might have been like a Grady sleepover or something. Sounds like a great night. What kind of of pizza did you order that night, probably? Uh, You know, just a couple tombstones. A couple couple tombstones? Uh, What what did we get back then? I don't even remember. Probably the little skeezers. Yeah, it's it's a classic sleepover Mm -hmm. pizza for sure. Stars of this film, Matt. Wesley Snipes, the man of the hour, the aforementioned, uh, released, free, uh, cleared of all charges, Wesley Snipes. Free man. Is in this film as John Cutter, an ex-cop question mark 
airline security yep. expert guy. Yes. Maybe a former soldier of what? some sort. I don't know. Jumping We're told he's the best. He is. We though. are told that he's the best. We saw him, of course, as Blade in the movie Blade. Yeah. We saw him as Simon Phoenix in the movie Demolition Man. True that. We saw him as John in the movie Money Train. Stop it. We talked it. about Money Train, didn't we? Yeah, Stop we, we talked it. about Money Train. I think he's now a Grand Slam champion here on Baby Oil and Blow. Congratulations, <laughs> Wesley Snipes. We'll, we'll send your plaque. It's, That's right. It's, it's probably in the mail right now as we speak. And your personal pan pizza certificate i mean as long as he shows us proof that he read an entire hardy boys book right then he gets the pizza yeah. if not no pizza wesley yeah. you hear me you're not getting out of this one you're not scamming like us the way you did the irs charge. buddy yeah. i want to i want to see we that book report pal. what happened receipts. in chapter four i want receipts matt somebody we haven't talked about yet is, who's that uh bruce Payne, nope. who is in this movie as charles rain i'll go out international on a... terrorist of some acclaim I'll go out on a ledge here and say, wow, we'll never speak of him again. Uh, you don't think we're ever going to get around to talking about him playing Jacob in the movie Highlander Endgame? You don't think that's, that's going to happen? True. That's true. You don't think true. we'll ever talk about him playing Damodar in the Dungeons and Dragons movie? Uh, that's just not something we're going to address? The 2005 television movie. I guess he is talking about that. Yeah. Apparently, you think we're never going to talk about him playing the f- character R.B., in uh, R.B. Harker, sorry. Oh, in, yeah, uh, duh. Howling Six the Freaks. You don't think that's going to come up next Halloween season? Uh, five was still good. Might, might be the only Six time we rough. talk about Bruce Payne on this podcast. Yeah. Uh, somebody I love talking Welcome, about. Bro. There's a lot to talk about when it comes to her. Is Elizabeth Hurley is in this movie. Ooh, mama. And Sabrina yeah. Ritchie. She's sort of the terrorist right-hand lady. Yeah. She was, uh, of course, Austin Powers' girlfriend in the yeah. movie Austin Powers. She was a sexy devil in the Bedazzled remake starring people, our favorite, Brendan Fraser. People really like that film. The movie is unwatchable. I've never seen People it. like the original I've Bedazzled. I've never seen that They one. do not like the remake. No, I think a lot of people in our the age demographic Big ups to Dudley Moore. You like that movie. What you're saying is your wife likes that movie. Well, she does, yeah. Yeah, yeah that's, that's what you're saying. Yeah. I'm, I'm betting Rock. Also, she was Jill in the ahead of its time and woefully underlooked uh, masterpiece Ed TV. Don't don't forget about that one. Mm-hmm. 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 Matt, guy we love talking about. Classic baby oil and blow subject right here. I think I know who you're saying. Tommy Sizemore Ho! is in this film as the character Sly Del Vecchio. D-E-L. An, an old friend Vecchio. of John Cutter's. Yeah. He's uh, going to hook him up with a job maybe. They've kinda. got history. Yeah, they got history together. Maybe on the police force or some wing of the military. Uh, I don't, I don't anyway, know. they got history. Yeah, they, they got a history. It's obvious. They, they do each other favors sometimes. Yeah. Uh, what haven't we seen this guy in? He's <sighs> basically the ultimate third build from the top guy in an action movie you yeah. casts ever. If you made a movie in the 90s and you yeah. needed to cast someone Talked third about to the him top. about six or seven times. He's well beyond being a Grand Slam champion I think here. So. He's just the, probably the all-time greatest. Also, had the, the great honor of playing himself in an episode of Entourage. Oh. That's not something everybody could say. You're an expert at that show. Also, he played a character named Tom. Couldn't have been himself, oh. but maybe an ancestor, because oh. it was in the ICP Western film, Big Money Rustlers. Oh. This guy's, this guy's done a lot in his career. When are we covering that? We'll probably have to do a month of Westerns capped off by Big Money Rustlers yeah, at, at some sense. point. Imagine. Yeah. yeah. 
That guy shows was, up uh, in a lot of stuff. Tom Sizemore, he was on that Tom celebrity Sizemore? rehab. He probably he needed to be. If I want to say I watched a lot of that. With yeah, him. maybe we'll just do a celebrity rehab podcast. That was a good so show. Talk more Tom Sizemore. We're big Dr. Drew heads yeah. here at Baby Oil and Blow Studios. Watching Dr. Drew. Follow everything that guy does. Talk down to former like B and C listers because his stars. That's good entertainment. Higher. Yeah, it's good. Bruce Greenwood is a guy who shows up here oh, Bruce and there in films. Always, always doing solid performances that uh, aren't, don't stand out, aren't flashy. Maybe doesn't get all the credit in the world. No. But uh, he's in this film as Stuart Ramsey, the president of an airline security company who wants to hire Wesley Snipes and make them their new vice president. You're a dead man, Ramsey. <laughs> this guy was Todd in 80s sex comedy, The Malibu Bikini Shop. Todd. For him and his best friend, uh, inherit a bikini shop and have to run it. Yep. And there's lots of girls in bikinis running around everywhere. Mm-hmm. Great film. This guy was Dr. Edgar Caldecott in Disturbing Behavior, mm. one of the forgotten late 90s teen horror movies, I think. People talk about that, uh, the faculty a lot. Yeah. Where's all my disturbing behavior love out there is what I've been saying. Yeah, which one's that one? It's the one where, like, uh, people are behaving disturbingly, and the teachers are like, hey, Tom Cruise's wife, we're going to get you in trouble, man. You better quit it. Quit being a rebellious teen. Yeah. I think I glossed also, over that one. Also, very famously, what in what has to be the uh, highlight of his career, he got to uh, handcuff Carla Gugino to a bed in that movie Gerald's Game. Mm. It's a goal for everybody, I would think. My, my. Especially coming out of the Thanksgiving season, where I'm sure we all revisited Son-in-Law. We revisited her and her storied romance with one Pauly Shore in the Son-in-Law. Son-in-Law. I just watched... Probably the most beautiful romantic comedy Hollywood has ever produced. I just watched Sin City so I could see her Hooters. Well, that's a good call, too, I think. Yeah. Speaking of Hooters, Matt... Alex Datcher has a pair, and she's in this oh. film as Marty Slayton, <laughs> a woman who attended My. a class run by Wesley Snipes and Correct. then became a flight attendant. I think she already was. Oh, she was a flight attendant who had to go to his class? I think so. Probably because she had some mishaps as a flight attendant. Probably. Like, this is your last strike, lady. You've let too many people die you on go these talk planes, to John lady. Cutter and figure out how to do this without people dying on every flight. You need to get with John Cutter. She played the character Dr. Alice Barnes oh. in a Jeff Speakman movie called The Expert. Any relation? That we should probably look into. Any relation to uh, Attorney, Attorney Robert, Robert Barnes? Robert Barnes? You got to assume that yeah. it's worked in there somewhere for yeah. sure. Same universe. Uh, this this lady's a prolific urban television actress who's got credits on Hanging with Mr. Cooper, Martin, Sister, Sister, Ooh. and The Steve Harvey Show. She's She's gotten around, man. Yeah, I have to turn on that one network. Oh, they're all on HBO Max now too. Oh, they just okay. dropped all the urban comedies of the late nineties, and yeah. I've been I've been digging into them, man. Yeah. Isn't those, that, those early Martins are a real treat. Is that the name of that channel, One Network, I think. Mm, I'm not sure. Is that know. the one that also plays old episodes of Walker Texas Ranger? Oh no, I don't think so. Okay. Yeah. Because late at night, I go from Walker to Martin, but yeah, I do have to switch channels. That's right. They come one after another, but not on the same channel. Nice. That's a nice one too, though. Oh uh, yeah. It's two in the morning. MTV stops playing ridiculousness and switches to Catfish. What are you gonna do? Not watch, watch a little Walker Texas Ranger and then a couple yeah. Martins. Right. And then by that point, you're probably blackout enough to Hopefully. go to sleep for a couple hours. Right. Nothing wrong with living that way. Nope. There's nothing wrong with living that way. Nope. Tagline of this film, Matt. Yes, sir. 
He's an ex-cop with a bad mouth, a bad attitude, and a bad seat. For the terrorists on Flight 163, he's very bad news. It sounded like like a black exploitation movie tagline. Yeah. He's not like jive talking at all in this movie. What's no. that tagline talking about? Jive it's not at all what this movie talking. is. Do, 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 Let's get into what this movie is by talking jive about its plot talking. here. This little plot synopsis. <clears throat> which which states an infamous terrorist has evaded capture for a long time oh. by being extremely <gasps> clever and ruthless. Oh. Or so we're told. Okay. Things get interesting when he hijacks a plane carrying famous security expert Dalton. Oh wait, no, this is oh. not the this yeah, is not the sorry. one about the bars. This is the one about yeah. the move, the planes. Oh, John Tapp. John Cutter. Oh, John, different John Cutter. Okay, okay, I got you. Who yeah, isn't yeah. about to stand this sort of thing? Oh, you're the stewardess. I'm the cooler. That should have been the tagline. Yeah, <laughs> cool as fuck. Yeah, airline attendant. Oh, oh, so so sorry, Matt. That was the rundown. Let's get into the next segment of our little show here. Okay, this audio extravaganza, which we call bullet points. It's where we dig through our notes, which are arranged conveniently enough in a bullet point format, which allows us to do a pun. We uh we see what stood out to us as we were watching the film, and then we talk about it. We have a little discussion here, like two mm. adult gentlemen. Mm-hmm. What was your first bullet point going into Passenger 57? Always bet on face surgery. <laughs> it's, a, it's a good call. Uh-huh. Uh, they tell us yeah. a lot here in the first uh, scene about... This this terrorist, uh, Ch- Charles Rain. Charles Rain. Chucky Rain. Charles Rain. His history of getting facial surgeries uh, in order to evade the uh, capture from the FBI. Yeah. In a establishing a uh, little bit of plot info that surely is going to play into many other things that happen in this movie oh, where yeah. uh, he's going to be changing his face, I'm sure, Ooh, a lot yeah. of times. Oh, and, yeah. Uh, we we got to know that about him in order to understand uh, the, the cat and mouse uh, chase that's going to happen here. That's right. Probably. Charles Rain. As a matter of fact, he's, he's in the plastic surgeon's chair right here in mm-hmm. the beginning in order to get his latest facial surgery to, in order to ev- evade capture again. He's such an infamous terrorist. Everybody knows what he looks like. That's true. Until he changes it. Yeah. I like this pseudo sci-fi bullshit about uh, people's faces getting changed. Okay. Whatever. There's a weird old noir about uh, a guy who gets his face changed to look like Humphrey Bogart. Uh-huh. And, like he starts off as one actor and then the rest of the movie he's just this weird actor who looked a lot like Humphrey Bogart. Weird. Yeah. It's a, it's a weird little find I uh, stumbled upon one day. I don't remember what it was called, but just... Search the weird Humphrey Bogart noir. I like that they, to find it. they couldn't get Humphrey oh, Bogart. No, Lord, and they're just Lord. like, eh, just get a guy. Anyway, this guy's obviously a bad guy from the start because he's got a snooty foreign accent. Right. Also, he's obviously an ultra badass because he refuses to get put under for his surgery. Yeah. He's like, oh, I don't fucking feel pain, man. Yeah. Oh, I don't feel pain, governor. Oh. However he talks. Oh, right. how he talks. Yeah. Watch this a couple nights ago. I was it feels pretty drunk everyone. when I was watching it. It was... It was after ridiculousness and Martin. It was, it was, it was, it was too late in the evening he to talked, watch Passenger 57. He talked nicely. Mm-hmm. Okay, okay. Yeah. The FBI, though, they're out on the roof of the hospital. Uh-oh. They're ready to crash in and take this guy out before he's able to get this surgery yeah. and slip through their fingers 
once again, that's, this is a very exciting setup for an right. opening to a movie, Matt. Yeah, it gets a little too close to noon, mm-hmm. and oh. uh, Charles Rain knows. Okay, can you, can you explain to me what happens here? Yeah, okay. he's, he's uh, about to get the surgery. So close. The scaffold's up to his face. Yeah, but he goes, Doctor, could you tell me what time it is? Mm-hmm, yeah. And instead of saying tool time, the doctor says, Oh, it's almost, uh, it's almost 12. And he just slashes the guy's throat. The doctor's throat. Yeah. Who he needed right. in order to change his face mm-hmm. so that he could escape without the FBI being able sure. to clock him everywhere he went. Right. But Crazy. He, he knew because it was almost 12. Oh. He knew the, the, the cops were coming to arrest him? Uh-huh. Oh, okay. Yeah. So Had, Yeah, totally did. So my question here yeah, uh-huh. is, I'm listening. if he knew at, at noon o'clock yeah. the FBI was going to show up and try to uh, uh, arrest him while uh-huh. he was getting the surgery, why didn't he just like schedule this surgery for like a different time? Maybe like 9 a.m. or something. Maybe, why didn't he try to get in first? Like, oh, no, sorry, Doc, I can't do it at noon. That's when the FBI is going to be here to arrest me. We got to do it at like 9 a.m. so I can get in and out of here. This Pri- is the classic blunder. Pride. That Kevin McAllister yeah. ran into in Home Alone, where he meticulously put together a plan uh-huh. in order how to take out the bad guys that were going to rob his house, mm. but then didn't work out enough time to eat his delicious microwave mac and cheese dinner. That's true. How do you, how are you so meticulous in your planning, but you, you miss dinner? You you miss your facial surgery and you miss your mac and cheese dinner. Mm. These two characters. I'm not on board with him right now. I mean, just, I, instantly, I'm, I'm out of this movie. I'm like, why would you do this? This makes no sense. At least one of them's a little kid. One of them is a little kid. You could be like, hey, he's just a stupid little kid. Look at him. Yeah. Look at how tiny his pants are. It's adorable. Maybe maybe Charles Rain. Charles Rain. Charles Rain. Maybe he's a... Uh, I like saying it like that. Yeah. It's fun to say it like yeah. that. LeBron James. Charles Rain. Uh, maybe he, uh, had all these face surgeries mm-hmm. cause he's really just a kid under all oh, that surgery. Wow. Maybe you think like mm-hmm. deep down he's tired of running. You think he's running on empty? Could be. Yeah. He doesn't get very far here. Yeah. The FBI bursts in literally after he right. slashes his doctor's throat. It's 12. Chases him down the hallway where he dives through a four stories up plate glass window. Yep. And then sort of like hits his hip a little bit on an umbrella that's like over a picnic table. Just and then is able to face first on concrete and just just like spring up like a lynx and start running. I don't think things ended well for that stunt man. That didn't look good. Right away, we're watching a Marvel movie. Basically, this guy's doing like some Captain America crazy shit, running down the street away from the FBI. Oh, but here comes his arch nemesis. The the. Uh, water. Yeah. <laughs> the, 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 I, I couldn't think of the name brand of the uh, company that delivers water, but the the people who deliver tanks of water to yeah. the office. That's this. This is who takes them out here because yeah. they got a big truck that spills water jugs everywhere. And he's like, "Oh no, they're not very water good at evading jugs. these things." Oh shit! I'm surrounded by the FBI and captured. Damn it! To which point I'm just like, "This guy's captured already." Seems like the movie's over. That yeah. was kind of an engaging little short film. It raised a lot of questions and left me wanting more. Uh, uh, Snipes wasn't even in. Yeah, yeah. I guess Snipes must have played one of the FBI guys, but he yeah. went by so quick, I didn't even didn't even notice it. Good news. What's up? There's another scene. Oh, the movie's still going. Yeah. What I wrote here is 
awesome. We're only a couple minutes into this movie, and we're already on the plane? Yep. We see fucking Wesley Snipes just on this plane trying to find his seat and shit, and I'm like, this fucking shit cooks. I figured it'd be a while before we were right in the fucking hostage situation. And then turns out, hold on. Wesley Snipes pulls out a gun and puts it to the fucking flight attendant's head. And I'm like, it's not how this isn't this, this isn't what this movie was sold to me as. He's not really no. on the plane right now. No. We're doing something different right here. This is some sort of bait and switch. Yes, sir. When you know who won the pony, it turns out he's a security expert who teaches flight attendants how to work security on airplanes. Question mark. Well, you said he's a security expert. Uh, some argue mm-hmm. he's the best he's, in the world. That's why he's been able to erect an entire like uh, freestanding set of the interior yeah. of an airplane yeah. on some sort of giant Hollywood soundstage where he uh, conducts these fantasy scenarios in which he runs people through yeah. terrorist threats and teaches them how to react to them. It's the same. As uh, push cart flight attendants. It's the same soundstage when you watch the uh, pre-flight video uh-huh. safety video on like United Airlines. Oh, wow. They've got and a good like, one. Yeah, then they got a whole video. And like, I like how like, they work jokes into them these days. Yeah, just, you're like keep things light. Where they talking about plummeting to your death? Where did they shoot this at? Oh, oh it's over at Wesley, at Wesley Snipes. Snipes Studios. Yeah, plane studio. So uh, that's this- why he was evading taxes. Had to get that plane studio so much into that thing. Jesus. This is where we meet Marty, our flight attendant, who later becomes our real flight attendant. She's the one with the gun to her head. And uh, we we get a little bit of a butting of heads here where she uh, kicks him in the shin. Yeah. And it hits him in like the balls with, I don't know, a briefcase or something. This ain't that cutesy, you know, fucking miscongeniality shit. Okay, right? Yeah, exactly. This is Wesley Snipes we're dealing with. Yeah. So she does that, and then some lightning quick old white guy shows up out of nowhere and grabs the gun out of his hands, and she's like all happy, and everybody's cheering like, "Oh, she did a great job evading the terrorist threat." Yeah. Wesley Snipes like, no. Uh-uh! This is a real gun. I would have shot you. That's right. You would have got your head blown off. That's ridiculous. Let me mansplain to you what a terrorist threat is. Have you never Have you never seen a real gun in your life? He did the little kid argument when you're playing guns. I shot you. You're dead. That's right. Yeah, I got you. No, you yeah. got to lay down for 10 seconds. That's right. She thinks she's all cute. She ain't. They would have blown her head off. Yeah. He's pissed off. He's, she's, Not happy. Pissed, she's pissed off at being humiliated and dressed down in front of all these people by him. Luckily, Tom Sizemore is there, and he's like, I got some serious just-for-men deep black hair going right now, deep and uh, I'm here to give you a job offer, Wesley Snipes. Let's do a classic West Wing walk-and-talk. Yep. People love they do, yeah. that show. <laughs> it's... You get your dialogue in, but you got some action going. We're like going upstairs, down a hallway. He's like, oh, hey, um, uh, I want you to go take a job. And Wesley Snipes is like, absolutely not. I would never do that. And he's like, okay, I want you to do it, though. And I'm setting up a meeting with a rich guy. With Ramsey. Also, I want to vaguely drop some references to some sort of tragedy in your past involving a woman named Lisa. Whoa. It's important people know that's a thing. Don't bring it up, man. (laughs) Too sensitive. Wesley Snipes does not like talking about Lisa. Too sore. He's like, don't you think that woman you were just browbeating reminds you of Lisa, who I assume you probably also spent a lot of time browbeating in the past? Who I... like, no, I don't see it, man. I don't don't see it. I also know about because of our 
extensive history. Oh, a shared past these yeah. guys have. Which I'm sure we'll learn so much a more about and as this as this story unfolds. Yes, sir. And we learn more about our characters. Yeah. Uh, my next bullet point is Charles Rain is not insane. No, he's not. Charles Rain is in custody. We saw him get arrested. Yeah. And uh, yeah. they take him handcuffed into a little interview room to meet with his attorney. I think is what's going on. Yes, here. sir. Guy's his attorney. Yeah, he is. Uh, at which point he's like, uh, "Hey, what's up? I'm fancy international terrorist Charles Rain." Yeah. And he's like, "Hey, man, shit's serious, Charles Rain. Yeah. They're taking you to California. They There's, got the death they got the penalty. death penalty there. Which did they in '92? Because liberal ass California absolutely does not have the death penalty. Yeah, I don't <laughs> like, think that's they, for sure not a thing. I don't, I don't, I don't know. But he's like, anything. "This this is not good for you." You've hijacked so many airplanes in your day. Yeah. They're definitely going to kill you, you when they send you there. So you're responsible for hundreds of bodies. We got to let them know that you're crazy. We're going to have yeah. to do some sort of insanity plea yeah. to get you out of this. Because this is a death sentence right here. It's like it's what's come down on you. Maybe somebody touched you when you were a child. Mm, yeah. Something like that. And to which Charles Rain yeah. starts physically assaulting his lawyer. Yeah. Like fish hooking him and screaming in his face Charles yeah. Rain is not insane yeah. over and over again. Now you've worked at a prison right. before, Matt, for mm-hmm. many years. Uh, in your experience would anybody uh, be bursting into the room right now, breaking this up as this guy was physically assaulting his lawyer in the uh, little interview room? The short or, answer to that okay. question is yes. Oh. Okay, so it's weird that it doesn't happen or get addressed at all in this movie? Also... Yes. Okay. I was wondering if it was just me. Mm-hmm. I was getting caught up for a second. I was like, ah, who knows? This is probably just how it goes in prison. Like, they they take these guys in handcuffs, put them in a room with a civilian, and they're just like, you guys have at it. You guys just hash it out. You in watch here. out. Those attorneys, they're always going to try to tell you, you can leave them uncuffed. Oh, those those swindlers. Like, just always trying to get a couple extra bucks out of them, I bet, is what's dude's happening. Dude's in here for murder, pal. I don't uh, know. What you need to know is Bruce Payne is really swinging for the fences in this scene, mm. playing Charles Rain, trying to make him as unhinged and scary and over-the-top uh, sort of James Bond comic bookie and villain that he could possibly make him. Yeah. And he's just awful. He's just a terrible actor, and it looks completely stupid, all the stuff he's doing so, huh? with his face and his voice. And it's... It's embarrassing. His hair. He's just a big dork. That's a lot of the problem. Yeah, he's kind of got some receding hairline, but like windblown back. like Feathery. Feathered, yeah. like Rob Schneider-esque. Like uh, something going on here. It's, it's not it working was. to make him look like either A, a suave European, like international terrorist, yeah. or B, somebody who's scary that I should. He looks like a dork, man, is, is, yeah. is what he looks like. It's not working for me here. How's it look to you, Nate? Looks like it looks like a dork. Yeah. My next bullet point is holy shit, Wesley Snipes is crashing in Steven Seagal's apartment. Oh, yeah. He was doing a little uh karate some, meditation. Some you know? sort of hip like uh loft apartment. Mm. It's like tricked out with some Asian uh decorations going on. Yeah. He's meditating in front of some incense burning, which is what's going on here. Probably wearing one of Seagal's kimonos. 
Hmm, make yourself at home. Borrow as many of my kimonos as you want. And he's this is like, how I picture it going. He's like, no way, bro. I got abs unlike you. I'm doing this scene shirtless. <laughs> That's right. This, this scene's going to be a big excuse to A, fill out some of that tragic Lisa backstory, mm. which is going to be a big thread going in this movie. I was worried we were going to have to wait to find out. B, get this fucking top off right here so people can see this torso. Yeah. Got to get this torso on camera. Take a look at those abs. You want to talk about illegal. He tries to meditate, but that doesn't help because when he looks inside, all he sees is flashbacks to his tragic past, man, mm. where him and Lisa were out at a liquor store yeah. and a guy tried to rob it and he tried to be a hero. Yeah. He tried to break up this robbery by yeah. pulling his gun and he got Lisa killed. It's tragic. The right. guy got away too. He didn't even like catch the guy. Lisa got blown away. No, he immediately disregards his shot lady and steps out of the store to shoot the bad guy dead. Okay, good, good. He got him in the back or something. I just remember him crouched down, like, screaming, like, Lisa! That's yeah, what was going that's on. when he goes and back into the store. it was all in black and white, right? There's a flashback, yeah, it was so black it was and white. black and white. And he goes, no, 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 you look fine, you look fine. It's going to be all right. Mm -hmm. Oh, it wasn't all right. It wasn't. She's okay. bleeding out, yeah. and we get cuts back and forth black and white the past her dying to yeah. the the present him glistening shirtless anger punching a speed bag anger kicking a heavy bag Merry His Christmas motherfucker Seagal's got a lot of uh, it, it workout equipment uh, just hanging out in this loft apartment of his he's also letting Snipes borrow right, right here he's, that's how that's how Seagal stays in such great shape he's a generous generous man he's a great man it doesn't, great friends with uh, people of all colors he doesn't just give gifts the month of December. It's yeah. Euro. Snipes is looking good. Not the best we've seen him. He's not he doesn't seem like he's on the gas yet. This is the first yeah. movie where they're trying to make him an action star. He's life. He's like a panther, but it's yeah. not just like holy shit, that guy's packing. Where's that puffy water weight? Yeah, that's that's what I want to see. Yeah. Uh Magnum PI car question mark is my second bullet point, as it mm. turns out here. Get, is, he was in a Corvette. You get some shots of Snipes driving around mansions in a flashy red convertible like yes. he's on Robin Master's payroll or something. Yep. He even goes to what looks like the country club that Rick works at. Yeah. Seemingly. If, I was expecting him to meet up with his helicopter flying friend and be like, all right, this movie's taking off. I'm, a, I'm on board right now. I mean, wouldn't he be the helicopter flying friend? Oh, I see. I see what you're saying there. Yeah. That's possible. Yeah. It's 1992. We're we're flipping the script on oh. a lot of things. Oh. This is where Bruce, Bruce Greenwood shows up, and he's like, hey, I'm that rich guy who wants to hire you. Yep. And Wesley Snipes is like, hey, listen, I told Tom Sizemore yesterday, absolutely not. I'm completely not interested in this, but also, yes, I'll take the job yeah. because of no reasons. Let's move on. Let's no let's keep reasons. Going, let's keep going through the movie here. He brings it to Ramsey's attention that there were twenty-seven plane jackings mm -hmm. alone in the yeah, last right. year. Yeah, security expert Wesley Snipes clearly knows about that, and twenty-four hours ago was adamant that he was not going to take this job. Hey, I'm not so certain there's ever been twenty-seven plane jackings in a year. Well, he tells. Bruce or Greenwood. a decade. Listen, I'm an expert. I know all about that. You know where there's none? Israel. Oh. And I'm like, oh, okay, that's interesting. How's this that? movie going to go forward into uh, talking about Israel or being about Israel? Did he bring that up? He does, yeah. And Bruce Greenwood's like, oh, good point. Uh, I want to make you the vice president of my company. Yeah. And he's like, all right. Let's, uh, we'll, we'll, we'll work out the paperwork later on. You got a deal, buddy. 
It just seems like 27 is a big number. Wouldn't we That's hear a about lot that of on hijackings. the news? Yeah, I mean, throw it in your fucking bing box right now. It's 1992 true. plane jackings. Like, see how many comes up. I'll take a look. It's bound to be at least the high teens. Maybe some movie magic. They're saying 27. I don't know. Uh, it's worth finding out. You got to get mean, fucking you know. Wesley Snipes on the job. Yeah. Why do you think there's so few these days? It's because Snipes took care of the problem. Yep, took care of it. Uh, next scene, him and Sizemore are walking into the airport where he's going to fly off to start his new job. And, uh, mm-hmm. it's very pre nine 11, but still, uh, the TSA is just like all up in there, just feeling on Snipes crotch. Just, there's a oh, security yeah. lady just getting in there on just his dick real tight. Digging around on his bulls. Digging around on it. This is a thing even back in 1992. Mm-hmm. Sizemore's like, that's pretty sweet, man. That lady security agent who uh was a a tiny little white girl like they always are yeah. at uh, airports was yeah. super into you and snipes is like eh, don't worry about it it's a black thing he's like a black thing that sounds crazy like yeah she yeah it's black. a black guy thing you wouldn't understand Ch- chicks are always trying to dig around at your dicks in airport i guess yeah. it's weird sizemore is very jealous we're talking about race in this movie. I like that Sizemore's I didn't want like, this movie to address race at all, but this is the first time we start doing it. It's pretty, Every time it happens, I get really uncomfortable. It doesn't do it in a way I'm comfortable with ever. Sizemore gets it because he's, he's like, it's a black thing. He's like, oh, because you got like, great big black dicks, I guess. That's what we're talking about here, Passenger 57. Sizemore just hits him with the... Look, I understand black things. I think he's flexing and saying he's got a little honorary. Also, they've got a shared past, so I'm sure he's got some sort of street cred for sure. Or else, why would they have a shared past, Matt? This movie's verifying for us. Sizemore's part black. Also, we're just like Sizemore. He's pretty cool, but he doesn't get like what having a big dong, like what the day to day that looks like. But also, Wesley Snipes. He's about to get on a plane and. Oh, shit, the guy in line behind him has a slick-back ponytail. And a turquoise earring. And a turquoise earring, so yeah. he's got to be a terrorist for sure. Yeah. Why would you look like that if you weren't a terrorist? Also, Some shit's about to happen. Snipes has no idea where he's going on this plane. Oh, okay. He's just like, why That's some pre-9-11 a plane? shit right there. I'm just going to walk in and get on a plane. Size we don't even know where I'm going. Make some joke to him, like, don't worry. Well, it's not a joke. But it, like the big reveal is like I'm sending you someplace nice, and I got you a hooker. Mm, okay, that's, that's good. the big reveal in this scene here. Okay, well that's gonna be good when he lands. Right. I wrote. Uh, we get some close-ups of the plane, mm-hmm. really weird artsy close-ups, like real close-in on different plane parts to establish that we're outside of the plane, while a bunch of Seinfeld noises play over the movie's that soundtrack. Be, 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 be. It's the second time. It's- over the like opening credits, which were like vaguely low rent James Bond looking images with Seinfeld noises playing too. Yeah. It's the second time it randomly sounds like what if Seinfeld was a secret agent is what this movie's premise is. Weird percussive undertones oh, in the soundtrack. All over the place, yeah. the soundtrack. It made several notes of it as we dig into this thing. Yeah. Rain shows up with his FBI escort. He's yep, going to be on the same plane as our security expert, Wesley Snipes, which sure has got to get Snipes' cockles up real quick. I'm a security expert, and they're bringing a pretty big security risk onto this plane right now. That's, Wish I would have known about this. You know, But, you know, I'm kind of worried about looking cool wearing my sunglasses on the airplane, so I'm, I'm going to play this by ear. Yeah. He, he does look 
pretty cool too. You got to Marty, the uh, chick from Old his girl class. From train. She's there. Yeah. Coincidentally, she's also on this flight as one of the flight attendants. So that's that's an ongoing thing between them right here. Mm-hmm. We learn. We learn a lot of things in this scene. We're so many a lot things. Of shit. We establish it. Slick back ponytail guy is French. So yeah. if you didn't think that he was a bad guy by now, fucking. He's got a French fucking accent, so... His last name's Forget. There's a little blonde kid who... Uh, spots him as a French guy right away, and is just like, oh, that guy is probably going to be a bad guy. Mm-hmm. And there's little kids like also shooting some finger guns at Charles Rain, like, hey, yep. hey, guy, shoot, shoot, bang, bang. Yeah. Charles Rain's like, <laughs> look, I got handcuffs on. I'm a criminal, you little shit. I'm going to kill you, motherfucker. This little kid's instantly scared, and I'm like, oh, this little boy is clearly being established through a lot of screen time as here as cook. somebody who's going to be a big character later on in the movie. We're yeah. going to be worrying about this little boy a lot, probably. So yeah. remember remember that he's on this flight. Right. Elizabeth Hurley. Oh. She's our other flight attendant. And she's very young. A young tenderoni. Very hot Elizabeth Hurley is, is on this flight, being all hot and British. Uh, one of the FBI guys makes a crack about her being his future ex-wife, and I'm mm. like... That's a cool guy thing to say, a, FBI yeah. agent. That's a fucking awesome cool guy yeah. thing to say. It's um, a cool divorce dad joke. Marty, the uh, our, our previous flight attendant, immediately spills to Elizabeth Hurley, mm. who's British and clearly a secret bad guy. Hey, see that guy over there, Wesley Snipes? He's a famous security expert. So John Cutter. Just want to make sure you know that. He's probably trying to be low-key right now, and yeah. maybe even on this plane for a very specific reason, but I'm just going to announce it to anybody who wants to hear it. Yeah. I, I wrote down, Marty snubs Snipes, mm-hmm. but Hurley's horny. Oh, that's, that's... You like that? Sounds like a Gene Shalit headline. Yeah. Wow. Uh I wrote, she must have paid no attention to the section on foreign bad guys in Snipes' class, which I'm sure he had to have taught at some yeah. point. That had to have been like at least like one day in that class. You're doing a class Spotting about foreign plane bad guys? Yeah. yeah. Pay attention, lady. Jesus Christ. <sighs> Poor Snipes. Norman's the uh, little kid, because my next bullet point is about how n- annoying Norman is. Oh. The mom's asking Elizabeth Hurley, like, oh, that guy over there is not dangerous, is he? And Norman's like, if he's a bad guy, I'll go shoot with my gun. Also, I got a Dakota ring, but I forgot to bring it. Blah, blah, blah. Shut up, you stupid little shit. A Dakota ring would be useless in a fight against an international terrorist. What are you going to decode? Second, you don't have a gun. It's just your fingers. You're not going to shoot anybody. You're just a stupid little kid. Just shut up and sit down. Pray you don't get murdered. He's like in this clear hijacking that's about to happen. He's claiming that decoder ring can like detain people. That's that's not how decoder rings work. That's not what they do. And Hurley's like not annoyed by what an idiot he is and is all nice to him, which is how you know she's being fake nice because she's a secret terrorist. Obviously, that's the only reason you wouldn't be telling this kid to sit down and shut up and leave you alone for the rest of the yeah. Don't giving that giving that dorky kid those I'm gonna fuck you vibes. Like no one's buying it. Hurley definitely laying on pretty thick to this kid. I don't know quite how old he was, but I imagine he probably got a little chubbed up. He had to get some some sort of hormones flowing in him. If I was that kid's age, she probably smelled amazing leaning in all close to him like that. 
probably think, just amazing. If you were that kid's age and Elizabeth Hurley, oh, I wish I was. young I ass Elizabeth Hurley, is crouched down in front of you and touching right. your face, yeah, uh-huh. you're popping a boner, man. 100%. There's no way around it. Yeah, fucking my Oshkosh begoshes are yeah. tented up. That's yeah. for fucking sure. Oshkosh begoshes. Gong. Meanwhile, Snipes is like, uh, hey, Marty, I've been hitting the, like, call flight attendant button the whole time we've been on this you flight, cunt. which is, like, two minutes at this point, and you're trying to board everybody. Why are you ignoring me? Probably the worst flight attendant ever. You cunt. She's like, listen, man, uh, hey, sh- shut up. Yeah. B, I don't like you. C, get away from me. And he's like, yeah. listen, this is how it's going to go. I need you to give me some aspirin. Because I'm very afraid of flying on an airplane as the world's foremost expert on airplane security. So much so that I'm going to need you also to come check on me every once in a while and just make sure I'm doing okay. Burp me. To which I was like... Changed my diaper. Wow. This is quite the subplot. It's clearly, Matt, going to thread its way through the rest of this movie where this man who's deathly afraid of flying is going to have to overcome that and do amazing feats on this airplane, probably. How's he, gonna, how's he going to deal with all of his fear? We'll find out together. Yeah, we will, as we, as we go through this fine film. Yeah. This, this is a great discussion we're having, man. I'm really, really enjoying Passenger 57 as we look back on it. Asks a lot Final, of questions. It's setting up yeah. a lot of stuff yeah. that's going to get paid off later in satisfying ways. My question was, why isn't Charles Rain on oh. Con Air? Yeah, we've established, uh, Baby One Blow history, that there is a such thing as a con air. Yeah. Seems like somebody, especially somebody who's so adept at uh, f- hijacking airplanes, right. would at least be Let's on a, start a con air and not, not a commercial flight. Yeah. None of this seems like a smart Sitting idea. Sitting with regular people. To get revenge on Snipes for mm-hmm. being a dick to her in front of her whole class, uh, old Marty here, six a racist old uh, white lady she next to him. She was racist. She was cool. Uh, well, she mistakes him for identity. Arsenio Hall. <laughs> she mistakes him for famed ooh, 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 ooh. <laughs> TV talk show host Arsenio Hall. This this chatty old yeah. white woman. It's a great comedy when she does the dog bark. Yeah. The only thing funnier than that is an old white lady who raps. Like oh, probably the funniest thing you can put in a movie. Arsenio Hall dog bark coming out of an old white lady. Second funniest thing you're ever going to see. In a pretty good, movie. though. That, that's it's pretty good. Sure. I'd say 1A, 1B. Then she starts making specific references to things that happened on specific episodes of Arsenio Hall. Yeah. You're like, oh, 1992 movie. You sound like you're talking in a foreign language right now. Yeah. This, this scene is not yeah. aging well for multiple reasons. <laughs> Arsenio Hall, slow down. What's a Madonna, you know? Yeah. Never heard of it. Never want to hear about it. Never. Oh, oh shit! Think things are about to get serious here. Because oh. if you remember, and I know you do, the the opening scene of this movie. Yeah. Uh, the face surgery. The bad guy turns to uh, somebody next to him and asks them if they know the time, <gasps> which must be some sort of bad guy catchphrase thing that he does. Because shit went crazy when it did it last time, time, and it happens again. What's Elizabeth the time? Hurley. Fucking food carts of silenced pistol over to everybody and headshots the two FBI yeah. agents. How do you like your steak, sir? Bloody. <sighs> That's a pretty cool thing to say. Yeah. Suddenly, goons are popping up everywhere with guns. Turns out half the people on this flight everywhere. were just henchmen who have smuggled all sorts of automatic weapons onto this plane. Good news. A woman wasn't so focused on digging around in Snipes' pants. Maybe she would have caught a few of these. A little bit of good news. Oh, I love good news. Uh, our hero, Snipes, uh-huh. he 
He happened to sneak away to the bathroom. Oh, he's in the shitter? Because he needed to get away from that lady who thought he was Arsenio. Yeah, that's if lady was thinking that I was like David Letterman on an airplane. I'd kept, run with uh, it. Kept asking me if I had any gum. Uh, I'd be like, uh, that's a pretty funny lady, but I can't take this for an entire flight. I'm going to... I'm going to go smoke a doob in the bathroom. Yeah. You probably still do that pre-9-11, too, I, I would imagine. I'm going to smoke a doob and grab your boob in the bathroom. Mm-hmm. So, She'd probably uh, be down to pound. Rain pops up. He gets freed. He gets a gun. He just casually sh- strolls right into the cockpit and shoots the pilot in the head. Mm-hmm. And then he's like, hey, co-pilot, who's in charge? He's like, you are Charles Rain. I don't yeah. want to get shot in the head. Show enough. Really took us to 9-11 to figure out that you shouldn't just have wide open cockpits that anybody could stroll into whenever they fucking wanted to. That seems like kind of an oversight on our part as a society. I feel like this movie and Passenger, or no, this is Passenger Decision yeah. 57. This movie and Executive Decision, Ooh, that not was a Passenger good one. Decision. That was a good one. I feel like these Air movies, Force Decision. Air Force One. Passenger One. Executive Decision. All these movies were like, hey. I loved airplane action movies. They were like, guys, this could really happen. Yeah. Beware. Shit. Die Hard 2. Also, I wrote, how is Snipes in the shitter when all this is going down and nobody's noticing? Because Hurley was tipped off that he was uh, the best security expert of all time. Yeah. She should be clocking like, oh, where's the greatest security expert of all time? I got to make sure. He's John gotten the shitter Cutter. while I pull our whole fucking thing where we're taking over this plane. Where the hell's John Cutter? Terrible work on her part. Yeah. Where he is is he's grabbing one of the airplane phones, mm-hmm. taking it into the shitter, and calling up Tom Sizemore. Being like, Tom Sizemore, uh, the plane's hijacked by infamous international terrorist Charles Rain. You gotta come help me, man. Yeah. Yep. While, while he does this, though, he gets the attention of a curly-haired goon. That he does. kind of looks like Terry Bam Bam Gordy. A little bit. This yeah. guy's like, ooh, something's, oh, something's going on over there in this airplane shitter. I got. I better check it out. Oh, no, it's Wesley Snipes. Turns out he's really good at karate, yeah. not just acting in dramatic roles in Spike Lee movies. Mm-mm. He's going to kick the living shit out of me right here next to the shitter yeah. and then give me a swirly to boot. Mm-hmm. Which he does, yeah. Not much room for exciting flights on airplanes, so they had to do like some of that Seagal esque close up yeah. work going on here. There's a lot of that going on in this movie. It's uh, it works, you know, for right here. It's all right, it's, just, it's not terrible. It disarms the guy. I wrote, uh, already we're in a face to face showdown with the main bad guy right here. Seems a little sudden. Seems pretty quick. Uh, how's how are they gonna stretch this thing out for the for the rest of an entire movie? Because He's got a gun to the goon's head. Uh, fucking Charles Rain's got a gun to some fucking guy who looks like Bob Odenkirk's head. Yeah. And they're just talking to each other. And I'm like, it seems like it's going to be like a 30-minute movie right here. But I I know. I read on the wiki. It's 86 minutes. Yeah. What's What gives? Well, the speed of along even more, Charles Rain shoots the terror, or shoots the hostage oh, he has. No. Odenkirk Light is dead? And he's like, I got another hostage. So I don't care about the hostages. Right. And then to let us know that he's a super bad, bad guy, mm-hmm. he's like, I'm going to shoot my own guy for being incompetent. Yeah, that was a cool movie. Awesome I like that. Movie. Yeah. It's always great in action movies. You got a bad guy, have him kill one of his own guys, at least yeah. at one point in the movie. 
That's how we know that he's a really bad, bad guy. Yeah. Then, then we hate him. You failed me. You need to die. In the chaos of him shooting his own guy, though, fucking uh, flight attendant and snipes get away and, like, shimmy themselves into a dumbwaiter and go down a floor into, like, the airplane galley. Into the galley. So now now we've got some real diehard on a plane action. They're crawling around in fucking dumbwaiters and yep. shit. It's, yep. It's officially diehard on a plane now. Yeah. When they get down there, there's some nerdy bald guy, and they're like, oh, fuck, are you a terrorist? And he's like, no, I assure you I'm not. Psych, I got a knife in my shoe. Now I'm in a knife fight with you, Wesley Snipes. I'm a bad guy, yeah. 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 Wesley Snipes is like, you just got a knife, and I'm Wesley Snipes. I'm going to straight up kick you through a wall. Right. Through this wall into the cargo hold. You're going to have a boot mark on your face the entire rest of this movie. Good riddance. Good, Good fucking riddance to the little bald guy. Yeah. Who? What's the plan? Hmm. This is my next bullet point because Marty, the flight attendant, is like, "What are we doing here? What's the plan?" While they're tying up that bad guy. Yeah. Snipes is like, "Well, you know, haven't you seen Con Air? I'm gonna drain the plane of all of its yeah. fuel, and then cut the fuel lines. He's gonna baby. have to land whatever he's got planned up here. Yeah. Which I'm sure is an intricate, very interesting plan that we're gonna get into later in the movie. We're gonna mm-hmm. know why he did all this. It's all gonna come together. But if we can, I want to avoid that point. We'll just drain the plane of all its fuel then he's gonna have to land and we'll just arrest him on the ground that's, she, that's a plan she's all like we can't it'll yeah. crash she's she's crazy girl screaming right here so he's got a mansplain to her what yeah. a terrorist is like yeah. look this guy's a terrorist i, I don't want to hear any of your crazy chick shit just trust me i'm but the he, best but he says i'm an expert at this he's like i don't want to hear it lisa did you notice? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Because cool. it comes up a little bit later. Yeah. Right? She's like, you fucking call me Lisa. Who's Lisa? And he's like, oh, I'm going to go into some gritty VHS flashbacks to it again. Yeah. Also, during this, we see uh, leaning up against a wall is a nerd goon with some glasses who's reading a magazine. And I'm yeah. like, oh, that nerd goon's got some glasses. He's definitely going to be the next one who dies in, in this fucking movie. Nerd goons don't last long. No. Ever. Never do. Um. The plane is landing is my next uh, question mark because immediately the bad guy sees that the plane's landing and they're like, oh, we're losing fuel. So yep. we're going to land the plane. And the bad guy's just like, okay, do it. Do what you got to. So then all the good guys back at Mission Control or whatnot, they're like, oh, the plane's losing fuel and it's landing now. Let's all right. get it. Snipes is prepping to jump off the back of the plane, meanwhile. He's yeah. like telling Marty, all like, oh, we're going to jump off the back of this plane. We got to figure out how yeah. this is going to work. I wrote down, am I crazy or does this feel like the end of the movie? Yeah. We should be only halfway right. in. How is this not the end of the yeah. movie? And she keeps trying to be like, hey, what about all these people? Yeah. And Snipes is like, yeah, I know. Yeah. But listen, the plan but is. We're just going to jump I off. I jump off the airplane. Yeah. And that's how I'm going to save all these people. I don't. Somehow. Yeah. Well, listen, yeah. I'm, I'm the expert. I'm the best here, Lisa. Yes. Who's Lisa? She asks him. And he's like, <clears throat> listen. No, you called me out Me on it. accidentally calling you Lisa is just a really clumsy way to try and tie you to me in some way so that there's some sort of stakes about what happens to you for the rest of this movie. So just kind of go with it, yeah. all right? It's, it's, it's just a screenwriter thing we're doing. Yeah. Like, you just have to go with it. Sorry. And then he's like, oh, oh, shut up, bitch. Like, an important thing's happening. I'm getting a phone call oh, here. Oh, sorry. I'm about to get my diehard phone call. Yeah. So I'm going to have to focus on this right yeah. now. The bad guy's calling me on the phone. Yeah. We're going to have a little back and forth. Yeah. Except there's no Ellis. No. And there's 
definitely no Hans Gruber. <laughs> We're stuck with Charles Rain here. Yeah. It's Charles Rain. It's not as good, but what is good is this, this is the, the we get big it. moment where this we get our big trailer line. This is where we get our big thing where Wesley Snipes tells him, uh, Hey, Charles Rain, you ever play roulette? You ever play roulette? And then there's a hilarious dun-dun-dun on the soundtrack before and after. He delivers the line, Always bet on black. Which is weird. Because I don't think... Like, nobody's commented on his race at this point to where he'd bring up that he's black. Yeah. Uh, They weren't talking about gambling, so, like, it's not like a play on words at any point where he just randomly brings up roulette at any point. And I, I kind of remember this being a much more uh, satisfying pun when I watched yeah. this movie when I was 11 years old. Right. When I was just like, oh, wow. That's something they really just shoehorned yeah. into this script so they could put that line in the trailer, huh? I really... It's really not satisfying. I really got excited for the line. Yeah, it was here, like, here it comes. Here it comes. Yeah. How are we going to get to it? How, how are we building up to... Oh, we already... See, oh, it's... A, this scene's over. I said this scene's it, over already. I said it to the wife. Like, hey, he says the thing. And she's like, yeah, but why did he say that? Because it's I awesome. Like, I was like, because it's the thing. Because it's fucking awesome. It's an awesome got, thing he said. Everybody's got a tagline. Always you know? bet on black. Yeah. People were wearing t-shirts with that shit on it, probably. She was In like, my memory. She was like, I was four when this movie came out. I don't remember people saying yeah. that. Mm. Well, I was 11 and we said it. So, yeah. got to agree to disagree. Agree to disagree. Uh, okay, uh, emergency landing here. Turns out we got to land this plane on some podunk airstrip that's right next to a carnival that's happening. Mm-hmm. And it's like, oh, this is probably going to be like a big harrowing thing where there's not enough runway. We're building that up some, uh, like the old couple that runs the airstrips like, you can't land that here. It's way too big or whatever. And they're like, sucks to your asthma. We're coming we're, in hot. Yeah, Get we're, ready, we're people. We're just going to land it, though. Like, oh, man, this is crazy. Like, oh, it's going to be a crash landing. All these people are... Well, that seemed to just go really smoothly. Yeah. The co-pilot did a really great job. Just landed that plane perfectly, actually. Nobody was in any danger at any point. That's nice. They it's did, nice to see. Uh, they did kind of buzz the, the county fair. Oh, okay. Which probably just gave all those hillbillies a thrill out there. Well... Imagine you're on the zipper and uh, you get buzzed by a big old passenger jet. It did uh, draw the attention oh. of the sheriff, so though. The local sheriff and his yeah. deputies? That's right. Okay. They're probably going to work their way into this movie then. I guess we'll see what's going on. Maybe, maybe we'll go to the carnival. I don't know. I thought this was Die Hard on a plane. I figured we'd be sticking on the plane the whole movie. But... <laughs> Snipes Kinda. is getting ready to jump off this plane as it lands, and I'm just like, ugh. Maybe wait till it stops, man. You're still probably going like hundreds of miles an hour here. He's he's got a plan. Yeah, but he gets he's snuck got that up on thick leather coat. He yeah. should be fine. Is, is, he gets snuck up on though by uh, one of the goons. Forget is it? Is it or Forge? Oh, it's the ponytail goon, yeah, right? Frenchman. With the sweet turquoise earring. Forge. He just straight up boots snipes off the plane. Yeah. To which, like, he just kind of lands on the ground and like doesn't die or anything. He's fine. No, he's, he's he takes the girl fine. hostage, but I'm just like. Well, all right, he was literally just going to jump off the plane, like, in a second anyways. He even tells her, like, yeah. I'm going to go work this from the ground. Uh, you stay here yeah. with all the hostages, right? and you kind of help from up here. I've trained you. You're good. <laughs> what kind of a plan is this? What does this guy have planned, I wonder? He's one of the best. You just got to give him the benefit of I'm the doubt. I'm just saying, a Casey Rybeck? He's staying on this plane until he takes out all the goons, is, is what's happening. It's a different approach. He's got, yeah, he's got, a, he's got a whole different approach in those yeah. Under Siege movies, probably, it seems yeah. like. I don't know. I just, I just 
don't get this guy's plan so far, but well, I'm sure it's going to be explained to me. It will. It'll as, as unfold. we go on here, it's going to be explained to me. Uh, main bad guy, Charles Rain, smacks Marty around a little bit and says yeah. creepy things right next to his her face, so we know he's like an evil pervert. So yeah. We, so we got to keep hating this guy. He's killing his own guys. He's being a creepy pervert to ladies. It's classic bad guy stuff. It's all done pretty well, yeah. except for the fact that he's a terrible actor. Well, he's not a... Uh... Is he there yet? Are we doing that? Where he's like, "Hey, baby, I'm gonna." Yeah, it happens bang real you. quick, but no, then, it does then have... we're right back to uh, the local local yokels arresting Wesley Snipes out yeah. on the uh, airfield. He's like, "Listen, I'm Charles S. Dutton or whatever this character's name is. I'm the world's foremost airplane security expert. Yeah, uh, I jumped off that plane. Clearly, you saw that." Uh, this is probably a spectacular thing. You probably got a lot of questions. Don't worry, I got a lot of answers. And yeah. they're just like. Listen, man, all I saw was a black guy fall out of the sky into our white town. Right. You are straight up under arrest, and I suggest yeah. you stop talking, or we will police brutalize you. Just a heads up. No other options. That's how it's going down. Yeah. I wrote, this guy needs to find his Al Powell, or things are going to go south fast, probably, Ooh. in this movie. Ooh. Terrorist demands here. Rain calls up the, uh, we're in Louisiana, as it turns out, because this sheriff has Little himself a thick Creole accent. He's got a real Gumbo jambalaya. He's doing good. Uh, he's like, listen, man, uh, I just killed five people. Look out, look out the window. I'm dumping them out of this airplane right now. Here they are. I'm going to keep killing five pe- more people over and over again. Every three minutes. Every every three minutes, which is a short amount of time, unless you get a truck over here to refuel this fucking airplane. Yes. So that I can get it back up in the air and continue on with my intricate plan, which we don't quite know what it is yet in this uh-uh. movie, but we're going to get around to it. And when you see what I have planned, there's going to be a lot of stakes, and it's going to build up to a very thrilling finale, I assure you. He's also like, hey, Sheriff, if you, uh, if you give me that fuel... I'll also release a hundred of the passengers. Yeah. You'll look like You'll a fucking a hero. hero, bro. Guys, like, all right, whatever you say, I do negotiate with terrorists. Uh, I'll have that fuel truck right out there. Yeah. Which the bad guy says, chick and mate. Oh, what do you think that means? I'm like, oh, this guy knows how to play chess. Oh, He's man. a snooty European evil guy. Oh, I hate boy. him. Boy. Hate him. Uh, then also, like, uh, Snipes goes up in the little, like, uh, tower where the local sheriff is, and he's like, yeah. listen, man, I tried to tell your guys, but they wouldn't listen to me. You're the man in charge. Clearly you will. Um, I'm a security expert, but you could probably just reach into my pocket and see my credentials. Uh, I, yeah. I desperately need you to listen to me so we can handle this situation with the terrorist, to which he just starts calling Wesley Snipes boy a lot. Yeah. it's It gets real uncomfortable here. Yeah. And then the terrorist, Charles Rain, hilariously calls up and is like, Oh, I forgot to tell you, when we were negotiating, one of my guys is a real evil guy, and he jumped off yeah. the plane. Hey, black guy. He's a slick black guy who's probably going to try to sweet-talk you. You should probably police brutality him or something if, if you happen to come across him. Yeah. Uh, all right, this is Charles Rain checking back in. All right, see you, see you later. See you later. Let me know when you get the fuel. Bye. To, to, at which point, uh, the hillbilly cop... Literally believes everything the international terrorist tells him because yeah. of racism. Yeah. It's by far the worst police work we've ever seen done in a oh. podcast where we're constantly just uh. picking out and having to talk about terrible, terrible police work. I mean, 
I feel like we've seen worse because, like, at the same time, mm-hmm. the mm-hmm. sheriff's mm-hmm. like, don't beat the guy up too bad. Just in case what on account he happens telling to be the telling truth. the truth. Yeah. I could probably search him for, like, some sort of ID or something, but he'd rough him up a little bit. They searched him for ID. We'll see how this plays out. Uh, I think I have a real rapport with this guy who just killed five people and then tossed their bodies We're going to keep the riding that. And we might have sort of a bromance brewing, quite frankly, so I don't know. I'm just going to do what he says for now, and then we'll, we'll see how this thing plays out. Fuel up his plane, though. Yeah. Get, get that truck out there, because... He's got some terrorist demands. We're going to have to start giving in to these demands. Yeah. They get the fuel going, though. Yeah. True to his word, old Charles Rain starts letting the hundred uh, passengers off the airplane. And I was like, he's giving up a lot of his hostages here. Kind of starting to get curious about what this guy's plan is. He's still got a few, though. What he's doing here on this yeah. airplane uh, seems to be going well until one just hilarious looking guy with Texas housewife hair yeah. tries to break out of the line and like run in front of people, and then he gets machine gunned, and then it just starts a stampede. People just trampling each other trying to get off this plane. It's it's chaos. In the meanwhile. Oh, in, in, the, mean, in, in the meantime. That's right. Our main bad guys. Charles Rain. Charles Rain. He's in the and, galley uh, again. Bald guy, I think, goes with him, and uh, nerd guy. Bald guy and nerd guy. Bald guy, guy and nerd yeah. guy. They sneak out of plane's landing gear and are just like, Hop out. Nothing to like, see here. Let's just start walking towards that carnival, all casual. And they do. People aren't going to notice because there's and chaos happening. Just like we planned it. Question mark? I don't know. He knew that racist town would yeah. be more concerned with that black man than anything else. Snipes knows it too. So he's like, all right, these guys are going to listen to me. I'm going to have to beat the shit out of them and uh, free myself. Steal a hog. Steal one of their police motorcycles and get the fuck out of here. Yeah. Which he does, and they start chasing him in a couple of squad cars. I'm like, ooh, we're going to have a sweet car chase going here. Mm-hmm. Then the next thing, he kind of just shows up at the carnival, and they're not chasing him in the cars really anymore. No, he just at all. gets off his motorcycle and starts walking through the carnival. Mm-hmm. And the bad guys are walking through the carnival, too. We're having some, like, cat and mouse uh, eye contacts, ducking yeah. behind things on the, on the midway. Yeah, they call it the midway. The Midway. They got games, rides. They got it all. It's, it's a pretty sweet carnival. It's not like that sad carnival we saw a couple uh, a couple weeks ago. What was that we were watching? There was just that real sad carnival out in like a oh, concrete slab. Oh, yeah, Copland. Yeah. That sad that Jersey carnival. Of, that was the big 4th of July celebration. They're doing it a lot better down in Louisiana than well, they are up in Jersey, as it turns out. To your opinion. Yeah, I guess so. Showdown at the carnival, though, is a thing that happens here. And I wrote... Oh, hell yeah. This shit better climax in a hall of mirrors or something. Hopefully. It doesn't, though. Nope. So they go into a, like a hog tent where a bunch of little kids are square dancing. Yeah. This is never, never in my memory of having seen this when I was 11 or uh, in what I was expecting when I sat down to watch Passenger 57. Yeah. Was I going to think there was going to be a big action scene set in a hog tent where little kids were square dancing? No. Don't remember any of this no. shit, as it turns out. My wife asked if you had any uh, PTSD from square dancing in school. In uh, middle school square dancing? Or, or line dancing. Not or any PTSD, but I do certainly remember being like, this is fucking a waste of all our time and stupid. Wow. Why are we spending an entire week learning how to square dance? Guys- it's the 1990s and we don't like live in a farming community. What is this? You guys, uh, you know, went to school in uh, a white 
White Guess town. The, oh, is, is that why she does she have some PTSD being a brown so. face in the uh, square dancing yeah. circle? Yeah, square dancing square. I guess is, is what happened. Square dancing square. Ain't none of us want to hold hands with a brown girl. Sorry. Pretty much. Pink. Yep. It's cool that they let us chew tobacco in middle school. Well, I they're not. That. Looking back, not that was monsters. pretty cool. Didn't like the square dancing. Loved well, that nicotine kick around like fifth period. You need it. Yeah, you need it. So one of the bad guys tries to shoot at uh, Snipes, but he does it really badly, so he just shoots a clown in the back. Oh. So we see a clown die on screen. That's sad. And then all the little square dancing kids start running around screaming, and we got chaos again. Yeah. Wesley Snipes is like, oh, no, it's chaos. I guess I should inexplicably run and jump up onto the Ferris wheel. Yeah. And ride the back of one of these Ferris wheel seats all the way to the top of it. They'll never find me. (laughs) That'll be a good strategy. Yeah. Turns out, though, uh, they do find him. But luckily for him, it's Nerdy Glasses Guy, yeah. who's got it coming at this point in the movie. Right. It's time for another goon to die, and it's Nerdy Glasses Guy trying to climb up after him on the Ferris wheel. Right. You know what's happening here. It's not good. No. Snipes kicks him off the top of it. He plummets to his death. Yeah. In front of hundreds of screaming children and their parents. You leave Snipes alone. You don't go after him no, like that. You don't that. go after him when he's on the fucking Ferris wheel. Not if that's going to be your move. You don't go after him when he's on the carousel, either. Because no. he... Does a cool slide down like the support poles of yeah. the uh, Ferris wheel. After this, runs over the carousel. Charles Rain's all trying to shoot at him, but he's like ducking behind horses, mm-hmm. dodging the bullets. Mm-hmm. Then he like waits for the carousel to go back around and does a sweet diving spear to Charles Rain. You got to. Which he didn't see that one coming. Like no carousels, they move very slowly. Yeah, Snipes had to wait like a good probably like ninety seconds at least to get back around over. Feel there like to the he should have known. We could have done that diving spear. Rain should have been ready, is, is, is my point. Yeah. Especially as, like, an internationally known uh, famous terrorist. Like, you've been around the block. You've hijacked and crashed a lot of airplanes. Like, you didn't see this diving spear coming, man? Should have known better. So Wesley Snipes is about to arrest him, and uh, this movie is about to be over. But then all the racist sheriff's deputies come running in and pull him off of him. And I'm like, oh, this is how Charles Rain's going to get away now, and the movie's going to keep going. But then, no, they separate him, but then, like, they just arrest both of them, kind of. And I'm They're like, like, he's white, Mr. Cutter. Okay, so we'll take care Charles of Charles Rain is once again in police custody uh-huh. for the second time in this movie. I yeah. don't... Where is this all going, as a matter of fact, uh, is uh, my, my second... Uh, my next bullet point here. Oh, we see that Bald Goon slips away. Yeah, for a third here. bad guy. That. He, he slips away in the crowd. He sees some people in uniform, and is like, hmm. So, a little... Uh, a little side note to my where is this all going bullet point. I've got a couple little points. Rain's plan. What is it? Okay. We're entering the third act, and the bad guy still hasn't told us what he's even trying to do. Uh, what are the stakes here? Get. He's trying to get. Where could this possibly story possibly be going? Where is he trying to go? What does he want to do when he gets there? Yeah. Hmm. Uh, Rain tells the FBI guy, hey, I still got some goons on that plane and still some hostages i didn't let them all go so you better let me back on that plane or in 20 minutes they're gonna start murdering people again people gotta go turns out i got plans on plans on plans so don't think you got me in custody no buddy boy Mm-mm. meanwhile the good guys start planning an assault like a SWAT assault on the plane. Snipes, Sizemore, and the feds that's right Sizemore is like listen guys this sounds pretty risky uh I think a lot of people are going to get killed if we try to just raid this plane with 
smoke bombs and automatic weapons and take these guys out. They're in close quarters with all these hostages. I don't think we're going to be able to pull it off. Snipes is like, look, man, I've been established as the guy who says don't be a hero through this whole movie because I have a traumatic past of the one time I tried to be a hero Mm -hmm. and Lisa died. So it's my opinion, we absolutely need to do this SWAT raid. Uh, I'm on board for it. Yeah. Let's fucking pull this shit off right now. Yeah. I just like that Sizemore is one of the very, very Mm. few people in this film that's like, what about the hostages? Yeah. 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 Valid points. Um, So, yeah, I wrote, uh, we've been setting up this whole movie that Snipes is reluctant to, to move when there's hostages. Now he's totally on board with it for no reason. Yeah. I don't know. This movie makes no fucking sense is what I see that I, I wrote right here in, in, in my notes. Snipes uh, d- doesn't make sense to him, so he's got to go talk to the man himself. Oh, uh, Charles Rain? Yeah. Oh, he's ready to do some Hannibal Lecter monologuing right here. You Charles got Rain. To. Yeah. He's, or maybe like some, some Dark Knight Joker monologuing. That, yeah. that iconic scene. Yeah. Keith, uh, Keith Ledger's Keith, Keith Ledger R.I.P. Yeah. He's, he's oh, doing yeah. some Keith Ledger shit right here. Just big what's time. happening in this scene? Where yeah. He's like, I'm getting in your head by bringing up your past. Oh, to I know. Fucking Wesley Snipes. It, I know all about it. For some reason, there's really no reason why I should have any idea who you are. As the good guy and bad guy, of this movie we have no shared past that's even hinted at. No. Nobody, nobody mentions that we've ever met or <laughs> you haven't spent years of your career hunting me or anything. That's that not a thing no that's past. happened in this movie. Uh, yeah. Somehow I know about Lisa though, and Ooh. I don't know. I don't Ooh. know. Maybe hey. you should uh, let me back on that plane, uh, Snipes. It's, uh, Do as I say, Passengers' pal. lives are in your hands, bro. Yeah, don't don't them fail down. them. Don't fail them. That's yeah. what he says. Yeah. So I'm like, oh, okay, so good. He's back to being the guy who won't take a risk with people's lives mm. 10 seconds later. It makes, makes perfect sense. He just had to be reminded of mm. his trauma that's been haunting him this entire movie by Charles Rain, the bad guy. Yeah. Except it, it doesn't work because in the next, next scene, we're doing the SWAT assault on the plane right here. Oh, uh, they're they're acting like they're gonna let Charles Rain back on the plane, but Snipes has a, a sniper, ironically Two. enough, uh, set up to shoot Charles Rain right Two before snipers, they yeah. set him up. He walks through the threshold, and then they're just gonna go in there, guns a blazing. Yep, like Except cowboys. That Charles Rain, he's got plans. What he, he knew apparently that the plane was going to get. <laughs> All of its fuel uh, dumped, and that they well, were going to land at near a carnival. <laughs> and he knew that then he would try to get away, but been, be captured. So then he also knew that he had to set up his bald goon to yeah. take out one of the snipers, so that he can then be the sniper. You so mean he could pull this double cross on everybody? You mean the goon? When all this happened. The goon. He knew that wouldn't get arrested sure, at yeah. the fair. He knew that and would one was going to die. Sneak he would get arrested, but then this bald guy would sniper. be the one. Yeah, but, yeah. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. He, he okay. planned for all this. Now we're on the same page. So when the sniper is supposed to take out Charles Rain, instead he takes out the FBI guys because he's. Bald guy, oh my god, oh, it's crazy. Geez. Wesley Snipes can't believe it. He didn't see any of this coming. He should have known it was Jeremy Piven. I uh, should have, didn't. Mm-hmm. Uh, fucking crazy going on here. It's oh, bullshit. My notes are. It's bullshit. Uh, what do I got here? Third guy's a sniper, takes him out. Uh, big old shootout happens. 
Yeah, the bad guys take off. They get into the plane. Mm-hmm. They've got the upper hand. The At plane's... one point, a completely unmanned uh, stair climber truck thing yeah. flips over and then explodes. Yeah, somebody shoots the hood of it yeah. until it explodes. Yeah, that road. I think that's going to be the high spot of this movie, maybe. Probably. Oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Snipes spots Baldgoon and blows him away as yep. all this is happening. So he's dead. We don't got to worry about him anymore no. in case there's more crazy plans that he's had on deck for like eight to 12 months. Right. Knowing everything that was going to happen in this movie beat for beat. He knows. I like uh, Rain gets on the intercom uh, uh-huh. and tells the hostage or all the hostages, if you don't want to, you don't got to wear your seatbelts. Yeah, that was nice. Oh, yeah, that was a pretty funny little line. Yeah. It was a nice little touch from the bad guy. Yeah. Uh, also, racist cop and snipes are kind of friends now. Right. Because racist cop is driving snipes yeah. as the plane's trying to take off so he could jump out of his squad car onto the uh, landing gear of the plane and climb himself back up into it. Yeah, Sheriff Biggs, you know. Because I guess his plan to take care of all this from the ground is now out the window. And yeah. he's decided it's probably better to take care of it from inside the plane. Is probably. Sizemore's freaking out in the back seat of the, the, the cop car, which is fun. Yeah, he is. He is. Snipes. Makes the, the the jump successfully. Yeah. But as he attaches to the plane leg, drops his gun. Oh, I wrote down, that's, that's, Mar- Martin Riggs would have been able to do that jump easy. He would have never lost his gun. Ne- oh, never in a thousand no, years. Not yeah. not at all. This was the gun that his new friend Biggs gave him uh-huh. that belonged yeah. to Biggs' wife. They've got a great dynamic going now. <sighs> Black guy and a white guy teaming up. What? But, in yeah. 1992? Yeah. You're crazy, movie. This is pretty... Pretty original idea. So we're back in the air, and I wrote, okay, uh, that was quite the little side quest. Now we're exactly back where the movie was 30 minutes yeah. ago without any plot advancement whatsoever. We get a cool scene here. This is where uh, fucking uh, Rain really puts the moves on Marty. Oh, he's doing some real pervert doing the, shit here. the real rapey stuff, and mm-hmm. she stands up to him and like slaps him in the face, and she's like, you'll have to kill me before I have any kind of sex with you, mm-hmm, pal. Mm-hmm. And he's like, I'll kill you during it. Yeah. Also, he tells her, pour me a drink. Yeah. She's like, what do you want? And he says, anything, anything white. Anything wet. Oh, I thought he said white. No, wet. He's making a bunch of I thought it was more windows. weird no, fucking no, race no. shit. I no. thought this was like uh, turning around the always bet on black thing. I was like... What is happening, 1992? What are you even talking about? No, he's doing a bunch of... Thank God he said anything Pussy wet. innuendos. Pussy innuendo is something I'm way more comfortable with. Yeah. <sighs> thought, it was, thought it was some race baiting. Yeah. Oh, okay. No. Way just, more comfortable going just, forward here, Just then. straight baiting. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm on board with that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, Snipes kicks the shit out of Ponytail Goon down in the cargo hey, hold. Fights forget. He uses a golf putter like a ninja weapon. Yeah, he looks real cool. Knocks doing the that. guy out and then takes his gun and then also two hand grenades, I think. Did he get the gun from the guy? I saw he got the knife and two hand grenades. Definitely puts two hand grenades in his coat pockets. Yeah. This is what happens here. Carefully. Very carefully. Then he pops up through like a porthole in the bottom of the cockpit and he's like. Hey, pilots, uh, yeah. it's me, Wesley Snipes, uh, the greatest living airline security expert. Yeah. Uh, you remember how you landed on that tiny runway earlier and it was no problem? And they're like, yeah, totally. He's like, just turn, turn around and do that again. Guy's like, you got it, man. Yeah, to which they, yeah, immediately 
You Whatever know. you say. I mean, this terrorist with a bunch of automatic weapons has said that he would murder us if we don't yeah. do what he says, but you tell us otherwise. All right. There's here we no go. way he's going to notice this sharp hairpin turn <laughs> right. as we turn his. He bitch does, around. though. So he's like, hey, it's weird that we. Yeah. Totally just turned around. I didn't tell the pilots to do that as it, the hijacker in charge of this plane. Hey, Elizabeth Hurley. Right. Why don't you go uh, see what they're doing? She's like, all right. Sure thing, boss. She does. Oi, oi, governor. Yeah. Chip, chip, cheerio. I'm the big tittied girl from uh, Bedazzled. Mm-hmm. She, she goes up there and is like, hey, oi, chaps. What yeah. are you doing? Wesley Snipes is like, it's me, Wesley Snipes, back on the plane. Casual back fist that instantly Ooh. knocks her out. Ooh. Yeah, she's she's down. Then he looks down at her unconscious body and he says, what a waste. Yeah. I get it. Because she's, she's hot. Super hot. Yeah. She's a hot chick. She she did literally nothing in this movie. It was a huge waste of casting such a hot chick in a role where you didn't need one. He leaves the cockpit. He's like, here's a gun. I'm going to give you guys her gun. Uh-huh. Uh, if she leaves... Or if she gets up or whatever, yeah. just throw her out the window. Throw her out the window of this plane. Yeah. Because you probably just roll that down, right? That's how the windows work up here? Yeah. Just toss her out. This guy's like, you sure you don't want any help back there, Wesley Snipes? Uh, like, I've always kind of had some adrenaline junkie fantasies about taking down some terrorists. No, nope, no. Nope. Snipes like, nope. Should uh, be okay. There's only one left. This We got to get this movie in yeah. at under 90 minutes, so it's time. I'm just going to go take care of this real quickly. It's time for me to unveil my big plans. So his big plan is he just casually walks back to where Charles Rain is and starts yeah. fighting him. Right. Yeah. It's a pretty good plan. That's the big that's how the big finale of this movie happens. It's working so far. He's got him engaged in a fight. Except that in the fight they accidentally shoot through a window, so now like yeah. the cabin's all depressurized and shit, so that's kind of crazy. But they're still climbing over seats doing karate kicks at each yeah. other and shit. No stuntmen here. This no, is them real. Pure fucking snipes, baby. And pain. And pain. Uh, Payne, who's playing Rain, starts like choking Snipes with a little oxygen mask yeah. that falls down. I thought that was an, a nice little move. Yeah. Uh oh, things get too hectic in there with the pressure and whatnot, so the door pops yeah. off. Now people are really getting sucked out of this thing. We got we got some serious airs trying to suck people out of this fucking thing. Snipes is working hard on Rain's on that balls. Just, yeah, he's just trying to get free. But we've established in the first scene <clears throat> this guy this is a guy who's impervious to pain. Yeah, he gets plastic surgeries without yeah. any anesthesia you could probably pound on his nuts for fucking right. hours he's, he's not going to react to it he doesn't have a big you know black package yeah. he's got it's small a black british thing. he doesn't nards. understand it at yeah. all um marty our uh our, our female lead is very close to getting sucked out of the door at one yeah. point while they fight it's very treacherous to it's scary to which point i got i got scared kind of thinking like oh Probably Wesley Snipes is going to have to like make a decision. Like, do I go over and save her? Or do I keep trying to take down Rain right here? That's that's going to be a tough choice yeah. for him to make, probably. Except no, they just kind of stumble over towards the door. You're right, and then she's just not really there in danger of getting sucked out of no. it anymore. She's just like on the other side of the room and fine now. She's good. And then uh, two more, two more nut pounds, and then one kick to the face. Yep. That's enough to get Charles Rain to let go yeah. of the seat he was holding on to or whatever. Right. He gets sucked right out of that doormat. Yeah. It's a, He's probably like, I'm a ball. It's a real Hans Gruber ending for him. We see him plummeting towards I'm the earth. I'm a ball. My balls. Yeah. I, I thought that they were impervious, but you got old righty at just the right angle. Yeah, oh, clipped it. 
Clipped it at just the right angle. No. Just kind of glance. Then once he's uh, plummeting to the earth, like all of the very serious air pressure that was threatening to suck everybody out of the plane just kind of like stops then. Right. Like I think he must have been causing it. Like him being on that plane is what caused the laws of physics to to be in action or whatever. Mm -hmm. Then they're all kind of like, oh, we're fine. We're, We're safe now. Let's land the plane. Old ladies like, nay, nay. Before we land this plane, Arsenio Hall, I want to lead the rest of the hostages in a celebratory Arsenio Hall dog bark. Yeah. Woo, 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 woo. That's some good shit, man. Yeah. That's, that's some fucking good shit right there. Seconds before that, uh, Snipes radios the tower to let them oh. know they're okay, though. Everything's cool. And he hits us with the... We're going to crash land again for the he, second time. It'll probably be fine. He hits us with that. Biggs? Is that you? Oh, man. His new friend Biggs? Sheriff Biggs is like, in the flesh. To which he responds, that's a revolting thought. Yeah, that's right. It's pretty good, These huh? Guys, they got a dynamic now. Yeah. They remember back when yeah. uh, Biggs was going to have him beaten for being a black man. But now they've kind of, they got a chemistry going. Nate, any sane person mm-hmm. would have ended the film right here. Would have been 80 minutes long. Oh, but this they got some questions. This, sir, it's a diehard spoof. We got to get the leaving the building. And diehard also, scene. we got to address a lot of the things we built into this. Right. Like uh, Charles get some Rain's big plan and what it was going to be. Yeah. Uh, uh, Wesley Snipes' fear of flying right. and how that's going to come it's into all gonna the story. It's going to get paid off here. <laughs> it's, it's the big walking out of the Nakatomi Plaza scene. So plane lands. Sizemore's all looking for Snipes because he's basically Bonnie Bedelia in this situation. And uh, they're like, oh, Wesley Snipes? He's taking off with that flight attendant to go fuck her somewhere. Yeah, he's gonna he's gonna fuck her because uh, they're in love now. Apparently, oh yeah. At yeah. some point, there was a cut scene where they like yeah. develop some romantic tension. I guess. Yeah. So they're they're just gonna go be a couple now. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Sizemore is laughing. He's loving it. Just having a good. He's time. dressed like Paul Reiser. Yep. So he's basically just living his his best life right now. The best Paul Reiser life. Meanwhile. Old racist cop Biggs. Uh oh. He's like, well, I'm back in the movie again, yeah. even though I just had my big send off scene. Yeah. Hey, Wesley Snipes and uh, Marty Lady, whatever yeah. the actress's name is. You guys need a ride somewhere? Yeah. Also, mm-hmm. you lost my wife's gun. Yeah. I could probably get fired yeah. for that. And they're like, no, man, you're a racist piece of shit. We don't want to ride from you anywhere. And he's like, but also, it's kind of funny. We're all laughing about yeah. it. He just hits him with the... Yeah. So they're just walking towards the carnival again to, like, I don't know, get on the zipper. And here comes the big reveal. The, is it the big reveal that there's a jaunty Stevie Wonder song that sounds completely inappropriate that's going to play over the end credits? Yeah, pretty much. Oh, okay, yeah. Yeah, it's, there's nothing. Yeah, it's, uh, well, there's something. We get some fireworks. The oh, fireworks start at the carnival. that's nice. Because uh, I guess the fact that there was a gigantic shootout that killed several people didn't get this carnival shut down, at least for the day. No. We're not going to... If we cancel the fireworks, the terrorists win, Matt. I'm aware. That's, yeah, that's yeah, that's what it is. It Just drag those bodies into the hog pen. Yeah. The little kids aren't square dancing in there anymore anyways. Right. Fucking, let's get this show on the road. Yeah. Give me some fucking 
funnel cakes over here. It's just you, ready to do this thing. Do you close down when there's a pandemic? Uh, no, I wouldn't. No, no, you shouldn't. You should never. Yeah, it's just like how that's how the terrorists win. Right, the Chinese terrorists. The terrorists win. When there was that shooting at that high school this afternoon. Oh, up uh, Wh- which one? Probably by Detroit. I assume there's probably a few. Uh, hey, mm-hmm. those teachers had those kids back in the classroom for fifth period. Thank God. Yeah. And you know why they were able to do that? Kids weren't wearing masks, so they That's could tell right. who everybody was. They were able yeah. to handle the situation. Yeah. Oh, Billy's over there. Little Susie's over there. Thank God they weren't wearing get, masks. Get him out of here. Probably he probably would all been killed. That guy trying to get into the classroom, he's one of the shooters. Yeah. You should get him Thank out God, of I here. Thank God I can tell. I can see his Muslim yeah. beard because he's not wearing a mask. Right. Yeah. That's also how you can tell. Unmask the kids is what we're saying Oh, my here God. And blow. Follow the science hashtag. Follow my truck. I got bumper stickers yeah, all over yeah, it. Yeah, I got signs right. in my lawn. Also, follow us into this break where we're going to hear some coming attractions. And then when we come back, Passenger 57, it's going to enter Judgment Day. Watch out. The Regis School for Boys, where the country's best families... Hey, bring that back here! ...send the world's worst students... If you're gonna kick me out, kick me out. Let's make four prep schools in four years. You're trying for the Guinness Book of Records? But these boys... ...are in for a real shock. Fuego! If you do not produce my father unharmed, I will begin executing the hostages. I'm sure by now you have discovered who their parents are. Chairman of the Armed Services Committee. Vice Chairman of the Republican Party. What does your father do, William? Contractor. According to this, he owns the third largest construction company in the world. Yeah, he's a contractor. My boys, many of them, they have a real problem with authority. Are you with me or not? Of course we'll meet you. But if you get a shot, we're going to be PO'd. I have the assault force in a staging area five minutes away. You have seen these orange wires. These are wired to explosives. The kid can get the other students out of the line of fire. If any one of these wires is cut, they will explode! This kid has been kicked out of two schools. Well, three schools. Yeah. No, 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 no. That's a detonator. He's got guts. He's a leader. Billy says he can do it. I gotta believe he can. That's the signal. All right. We're really gonna do this? You bet. Soldiers. This is Judge Dredd. I am the law. I'm going in for the kill. Mega City One. 800 million people living in the ruin of the old world. Only one thing fighting for order in the chaos. Judges. Yeah. So, this guy uh-huh. goes to the l- little local 
convenience store, a little general store, oh, right? this is intriguing. What, what do you need to pick up there? Some zebra cakes, maybe? Ooh. Yeah. Ooh probably those holiday cakes. They got those the, out the now. The ones that look like right the trees, yeah. right? So not he even wants, zebras anymore. They're little Christmas trees. Got a, just wants to get a couple of those. He's looking around the store. He's looking around. It's, it's just dildos everywhere. Ugh. Just just nothing but dildos at right? the 7-Eleven like store. Is this yeah. like a Circle K? A little, what are we talking about? Just a little, just a little corner store, you know. And uh, bodega. Finally, a guy walks up to the store and he's like, Is he "Boy, like an uh, Indian man, probably." Yeah, he's like, "You sure, sure saw a lot of dildos?" Uh huh. And the shop owner goes, "Oh no, I don't." But you should see the guy that sells me dildos. Oh wow, he's real good at selling them, huh? He's just got all his dildos in the store with him? Yeah, see, the, the shop owner's buying them. Uh, yeah. Yeah. It's weird that he's he not them selling them. But the guy's just a good... I kept him at my house if I was this guy. good salesman, that, that dildo seller. He sold him so many dildos. Yeah. He's got he's to take them to work. He's got so he's many, got I think. He's got a store full of them now. That's a good joke. Well, it's what you do. Matt, Judgment Day is yeah. when we go to the internet and see what the people out there... Our our listeners, uh, some of them probably, uh-huh. probably some of our listeners are out there. Good folks. Writing down reviews, folks. like total weirdos. People I appreciate. Like these weirdos on these websites. Disgusting, you're fucked playing up. Playing amateur film critic. You are know, not the fans, are you are. You're the messed up one. Oh, They're please. nice people. We uh, These people are the salt of the earth, so we, we want to know what they say before we give our what final salt judgment, our final ratings. I get a couple of one ninja star reviews. Mm. I get a couple of. Five Ninja Star reviews. Mm. We read them. We, we do. just soak them in. We we bask in these reviews. We do. We we give our our final thoughts. Drives us the life's blood of Matt, the show. Uh, I got I got two one Ninja Star reviews. One really short and one really long. Mm. I'll I'll start with the short one. Okay. We'll, we'll get this out of the way to dig in the meaty one. This first one is a one Ninja Star review from a letterbox user named Graham Paul Donovan. Okay. Old GPD. GPD. He says, roughly the quality of your average A-team episode. One ninja star. I think. Not off. Kind of spot on. Yeah. <laughs> kind of fucking spot on. Seen a lot of A-team. That yeah. checks out. Yeah. Pretty similar. Pretty similar budget and scope, I would say. Yeah. They, they, they could usually blow up one stair truck an episode on, a, yeah. on that show. Yeah. Matt, there's a strange flip of the script going on oh, this week no. as we uh, go through this Judgment Day. Because coming up next, I've got a one ninja star review I don't, I from don't official like baby going. oil boy and blow it. critic. I don't like it. Ivo Cobra 8? I don't want to hear him break bad on movies. gives out one ninja star reviews, apparently? I have no idea. This is... Very intriguing when I saw this. I did not want to read it beforehand. I wanted to experience it live on air with the rest of you. So this, like is, gonna be, this is going to be new for all of us right here. Okay. <clears throat> Let's get into what the man has to say. I'm nervous. I'm nervous too. He says, this is forgettable action film. Oh. In my opinion, is one of the worst and the weakest diehard ripoffs I have ever seen. Ooh, he's probably seen a lot of them. It is the worst Wesley Snipes film ever. I don't like this film. And I have never been a fan of this film. Wow. It's not a childhood film, as it, it turns out. Right? Yeah, that's the opposite. Passenger 57 is pretty much a diehard on a plane. It's another one of those movies yeah. that we're trying to cash in on the formula that works so well in Bruce Willis' movie Die Hard 1 and 2. For a Wesley Snipes fan, I'd rather watch Drop Zone, White Men Can't Jump, The Art of War, Thank you. Blade 1, 2, and 3. 
U.S. Marshals, Rising Sun, Murder at 1600. Oh, that's another one we saw. He was already a fucking Grand Slam winner. Those are much better Wesley Snipes movies he did. Passenger 57 is really cheese and absolutely silly, unrealistic, not logical, entertaining trash. Wow. So he does think it's entertaining, I guess. This movie completely rips off Die Hard and Die Hard 2. Jeez. A group of terrorists take over the plane, Die Hard 2. A terrorist took over control of Dulles International Airport in Passenger 57. They took over the plane. A black man airline security is the hero in this movie, who is an ex-cop. Now his name is John Cutter. By the way, the first name was ripoff from John McClane. What? Bruce Willis Die Hard. Oh, no. Starts okay, but then it feels the movie is too rushed and turns out cheese corny bad. Oh, cheese corny bad. I am just wondering how an ex-cop and martial airline security and instructor can effort to buy such a beautiful car Wesley was driving. That's fair. That is just impossible for a single guy buying such an expensive car. Yeah. I don't know. It's Slovenian dollars? How much do you think a fucking vet convertible costs? How many ruples? This film has plot holes. Charles Rain and his men take over plane. What are they planning to do? Where was the airplane flying to? No one knows. What was Charles Rain's motives and intentions? No one knows. Except escaping, why did they took over the plane without any extortions or their demands? This film makes no sense to me. Mm. I noticed two scenes on the end of the movie that copied the first Die Hard. After Wesley Snipes kills the third terrorist, forget Michael Horse on a plane. I guess is the actor's name Michael Horse? He's put him in an elevator sure. and he pushes the button for upstairs. The floor to do this distraction rain. Reigns opens the door, and he sees Forget, Michael Horse, bloody dead, and Marty, Alex Thatcher, screams yep. after seeing Forget dead. The scene was ripped off from Die Hard. Forge, John McClane kills the first terrorist, Tony, Andreas Wisniewski, and puts him in an elevator and sends a message down the stairs, and a terrorist and a lady sees him, bloody dead, and the lady screams. Wesley Snipes and Bruce Payne are fighting on a plane, and Wesley kicks him three times in the stomach until Rain falls down. Halo... This is a scene that was ripped off from Die Hard. John McClane shots Hans Gruber, and Gruber falls down off the building trough and through window, and Mm -hmm. McClane pushes Gruber down the window until he falls down. Mm -hmm. If you want to see some black guy been a main hero and kicking some bad guy's ass, watch Predator 2. It is miles way better than this forgettable (laughs) trash. Danny Glover is way better actor than Wesley Snipes ever will be. Well, that's just hurtful. Wesley Snipes did not kill the first terrorist. Why taking the plane on the ground? And then Snipes kills one terrorist in a park and one on an airfield. That was a stupid idea. I thought it was Die Hard on a plane. Right, not in an airfield. The things that I liked or in this film was Stanley Clark, main theme in the opening scene. Oh, you like right, Very Seinfeldian. Yeah. In the opening scene, Charles Rain kills the doctor and flees out of hospital and jumps off the window. That wasn't Bruce Payne who jumped through the window. That was his stunt double. And oh, I like that scene because okay. it was realistic performed. Yeah. I like Bruce Payne's charismatic performance in this film. Oh, God. Oh. Just fucking keep shooting me all around. He likes sensitive he likes shit going on. My Bruce Payne, though. What do you think about Bruce Payne? Bruce Payne, I think he's... Think he's we'll see. He's pretty great. The huh? rating I am giving is... One out of five Ninja Stars because I did like two things in this movie. Okay. The rest of the cast and the whole film is absolutely terrible and forgettable. Mm. I would rather watch Die Hard 1 and 2, Con Air, Under Siege, and even Liam Neeson's flick nonstop. These are far way better movies than this forgettable, corny flick. One Ninja Star from official Baby Oil and Film critic, Ivo Cobra 8. 
That's, that's hurtful. That's very hurtful. I didn't know he could be so negative on a movie. It's scathing. Some I, people like this movie. Oh. Some people out there like this fucking movie. I'd like to hear from them. Got a five Ninja Star review here from an IMDb user named Bubba Fish. So to be good. That's right. It's bound to be. He says, everything about this movie is great. The action and uh-huh. the acting. Brilliant performance by Bruce Payne as the main villain. Man, he really suits his one, too. Yeah. And who can deny our all-time favorite black male action hero, Wesley Snipes? Yes. How many times have well we said written. black during Judgment Day now? Christ almighty. <laughs> White folks gotta let you know. The storyline was easy to understand, and most of the action and the main acting from Wesley and Bruce stole the attention. Mm. Wesley's love interest stewardess was hot mm-hmm. although she looked and sounded like Michael Jackson I thought he was going to say although she <laughs> is black I was surprised to see a younger version of Elizabeth Hurley actually but she was much more prettier than I thought because that was the time before she underwent many plastic surgeries don't think that's factual I was also impressed by Tom Sizemore's performance too he acted very friendly and buddy to Wesley, which really warmed my heart to see. Yeah. Finally, some nice chemistry between black and whites. <laughs> Hard to argue that. I thought the other actors did a fine job, too. Okay. And some of the characters' lines were hilarious. But, of course, Wesley was the funniest. Yeah. What really gave me goosebumps oh. was the ending song, which was Stevie Wonder's yeah. song. That was actually performed by a new talent, and that time called Norman Brown. Sure. The two high really fitted the whole air incident with Wesley fighting against Bruce. Loved it. Ninja Stars. IMDB user and just, you know, all around togetherness and racial harmony. Bubba Fish. Hard to downplay that one. Hard to argue anything that guy said. Uh, this final five ninja star review I have mm-hmm. is from a letterboxed user named Is This One Gone? Oh. Pretty simple, pretty okay. to the point. Right. They say, My friend Ross told me to watch this, and normally he has terrible taste in movies, so I never listen to him. But he got lucky this time. This movie rocks. Five ninja stars from both this guy's buddy Ross. And letterbox user, is this one gone? <laughs> Matt, if you had a buddy who told you to check out I don't out have any buddies, all right? Which you kind of did. Lone Wolf. It was kind of me. I kind of told you to do that. Oh, yeah, I guess so. What would you say? What would you say to him coming out of it? I'd say, hey, Ross. <laughs> yes? I watched the movie. Mm. I, too, saw it That's when I was a... Young man, sick. yeah, when, you into like it? Like you were, uh, no, I remember not really remembering much of this movie mm. on account mm. of I wasn't really engaged in it. Mm. I remember Ted, interesting. Ted kind of dug it. I understand why not. And I was like, whatever. yeah, Ted. He already said the bet on black line. I yeah. think we can just check out and play GI Joes now. Should have like, been the last yeah. scene, quite frankly. Right. Uh and now watching it back as an adult, yeah. it's like, oh, I get it why I didn't really pay attention mm, oh, to this movie mm, as a kid. Mm. 
Not very engaging? It's not very engaging. I like Wesley Snipes. Nobody's saying you don't like Wesley I, Snipes, man. I, Nobody I is like accusing Wesley you Snipes of not liking Wesley Snipes. He always, don't even think that for a second. He always has that rugged exterior where he's not like all the way inviting. Oh, sure. He's got that. He mm. keeps you at the arm's length. He's got to. He always does. But this this movie he's especially, past. He's, he's got no, he's not bringing you in at all. He's oh. just. Oh, no. He's very standoffish. I mean, even when he's thinking about Lisa? Well, maybe at the very end, <laughs> I guess. Lisa, no, man! Lisa, yeah, not Marty. Come on! Lisa, sure, sure. This movie's confusing. It was written for a lot of other people that weren't Wesley Snipes, from what I understand. Oh, that's weird. Until Wesley Snipes finally took the movie. Okay. I've heard Sylvester Stallone was attached. I've I can heard see that. Seagal turned it down so he sure could do Under that. Siege. Mm, that was a big mistake. heard the Boz was going to do this movie, oh, but then to see a Boz version suffered a, not season, pulled a hammy? career ending injury. Guy pulled a hammy? He had to recover from that. Uh, yeah, this movie shows that uh, it got bounced around and it wasn't really wow. fleshed out and wow. the studio wanted to make money off of Die Hard. Huh. Uh, some, some rough truth bombs you're dropping on me, man. 84 minutes I love. 86. 86. Don't go giving it too, much credit, too much 86 credit. minutes I love. There were no boobies, though. Not even close. I cannot Cast give this. Elizabeth Hurley in this and there's not even a tease. Right? I cannot give this... Not even an unbuttoned blouse. Yeah, show me a button come down, you know? Come like on, She's a bad guy? She's a terrorist now? Pop a button. Let me know. Put her in a cat suit is all I'm saying. I can't give her two full ninja stars. Well, that's not even a lot of ninja stars. I gotta give it one and a half. It's not a very good Whoa. movie, Nate. Whoa. It's one of the worst that's that like we've seen. That's like dud level rating right yeah. there. Outside of it being Wesley Snipes killing people... Interesting. And not killing people well. He fails. He fucks up a lot at that. He's, he's the best, yes. so I don't know that you're right about that. Buck 50. <clears throat> Shocking. Matt, I remember being a fan of Wesley Snipes when I was a kid, and yeah. I remember being a fan of Wesley Snipes a lot because of this movie. Okay. Because this was famously the movie that launched him as an action star. The it success did. of this was like, oh, we got a new action star in our hands. Mm-hmm. For some reason, I just never watched it ever again since it came out. Yep. And I was like, why don't I remember anything about that movie? Mm. Why is that not something I've at least caught like three or four times over the years and watched it? And I guess it's because it's a big piece of shit and nobody ever runs it on cable because mm. it's so bad, probably. Yeah. Uh, doesn't make sense from scene to scene. No. There's no characters. Nuh-uh. There's no story. Uh-uh. None of the action's all that fun or large in scope or impressively staged. No. Sizemore is completely wasted with a character that looked like Paul Reiser was supposed to play it. But you're still always happy to see Sizemore. Oh, always happy to see sure. Sizemore. I'm not saying I don't like Sizemore. Right. Quit accusing me of saying yeah, no, I don't like fair. Sizemore, man. I know what? a lot of... A lot of message boards try to pin that on you. They keep doing it to me. I don't know why. Bad guy sucks, and he's played by a really bad actor. I wrote down, too, it's Snipes' physical charisma that's absolutely the only thing that keeps this movie from being a total, complete dud. Yeah. One and a half fucking ninja stars. I got it written down right there, man. We're on the the exact same page. We're on the exact same page with Passenger 57. 
This is one of the biggest piece of shits we've sat through yeah. on this fucking podcast. And we've watched a lot what the of fuck? bad What the stuff, fuck went yeah. wrong with this thing? Yeah. Uh, couldn't really... This is not a good start to Die Hard December, Matt. Couldn't, couldn't really give it to any of the reviews this week. So this week, our big... <laughs> oh, yeah. Of the week is going to go movie to itself. Passenger 57, yeah. Fuck, fuck this movie. Oof. <laughs> Big old Christmas. Matt, this is a movie I remembered kind of liking from being a kid, but never really thought about again. But I'm feeling much more confident about our pick next week, because next week we're going to be talking about a true childhood favorite of mine, one that I do remember, one that I have revisited over the years. Uh, I know you're kind of a big fan of uh, those Lord of the Rings movies. I love all... All those you're Lord of pretty the excited movies. to watch something with the Samwise Gamgees in it. Is you've been I know been exactly buzzing about who it for that weeks is right now. Sure, you've been buzzing about yeah. We're talking oh. next week and all that stuff. Die Hard December. We're moving it Die Hard into a boarding school Ooh. as we talk about. Sounds erotic. A fucking Will Wheaton. I think we get a little <laughs> Will Wheaton in this Sounds fucking joint. Especially right erotic. Here. We're talking Toy Soldiers. Fucking watch it. Love it. Dig into it. Get ready to talk about it with us next week here on our fine podcast. Join us next week as we all fall down on baby oil. And oh, the weather outside is frightful, but the fire is so delightful. And since we've no place to go, let it snow, let it snow, let it snow. It doesn't show signs of stopping And I brought some corn for popping The lights are turned way down low Let it snow, let it snow, let it snow When we finally kiss goodnight How I hate going out in the storm But if you really hope